Recorded live. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Awakening Universal Minds. My name is Brother Beniti, a.k.a. Brother Michael. Got Brother Sargidi with me, uh, and as usual, Brother Ravana Noon. Um, so what we'd like to do before we begin more so uh, for the new listeners, because it's every week, this is not uh, more so for the regular listeners, but if you are a new listener and you're listening to the show for the very first time, uh, I just want to be crystal clear. This is not a religious show. We are not interested in your Jesus, God, Allah, Elohim, Yahweh, all that bullshit. Uh, not what we do here. This is an occult, metaphysical, dark magic, which is something we specialize in, uh, alchemy, uh, any of these terminologies uh, that we can use to describe what we deal with. Uh, so I want to be crystal clear on that. It's not a religious show. We don't deal with faith beliefs. Uh, your personal convictions and all that stuff is irrelevant. This is a, a show where we get into the occult magical practices and, and, and give you detailed techniques that you can apply to yourself. But, again, the key is doing the work yourself. Nobody can do this for you. Um, we do not support or succumb to one specific group or organization. Because if you believe one particular ideology or one particular group or one particular person has all the answers to all the questions, is going to guide you to some fucking paradise, then you're really stupid. Um, and you're able to fall for anything and you can be manipulated. So we want to make that clear. We uh, do not specifically subscribe or succumb to any specific group or organization. We ain't trying to recruit you for shit. We're not trying to get you to join anything. And we ain't got no magical package to sell you. This is simply about doing your own work. Having said that, uh, we'll bring the brothers in as usual, again, for the, you know our new listeners or our first-time listeners, uh, so they can introduce themselves briefly and give you a little history on themselves. So I want you to go ahead first, Brother Sargidi. Peace, is Brother Sargidi. <clears throat> and as I've stated on many different shows, this is about the path of self-mastery, self-understanding, self-realization. Also, we walk through many different paths, and we are walking many different paths, whether it's Rastafarianism, you know, Freemasonry, OTO, you know, on and on, you name it. And we don't say this to act like to act as if, you know, we're better than anybody or anything. We're just giving people our experiences to show that, you know, we're not just book readers and, you know, Facebook gurus and, you know, we we just don't talk about it. We are about it, you know, pretty much. Cause that's what it's all about. It's all about experience. If your experience is not being transformed, then you pretty much wasting your time. Peace. I appreciate it, brother. Sorry, brother Ravana Noon. All right. This is brother uh, Ravana Noon. As my <clears throat> brothers have stated clearly, precisely, and directly to the point, um, if your feelings are fragile, maybe you want to hang up now. If uh, you feel like your opinions are going to be threatened, you might want to hang up now. Personally, this point in my life, this point in this time, and uh, the brothers probably agree, uh, deal with the shit. Deal with your issues. Deal with your bullshit. 
the world is uh, a, a large, vast place. Many opinions, many perceptions, perspectives. Uh, work on your shit so that you're not such a fragile person. Uh, as the brother said, we've all walked these many different paths, but the most important thing I want to address and state is that the reason why we state these paths is because one thing you learn, because all the brothers here walk the path of Freemasonry, shrined them. One of the things you learn on that path is you have speculative Masons, operative Masons. And this goes for any field of study, philosophical uh, beliefs, organizations, spiritual ideologies. Um, this is very important. You can speculate or you can operate. A speculative person is a person who stands from the outside trying to convince others that they have all the secrets and real teachings of Freemasonry, Shrindom, OTO, um, Santeria Lukumi, uh, you name it, all these different paths, all these different traditions, and they've never in their life have been initiated inside. You can tell me all day and night what your perspective is on it, what your opinion is on it, and what your belief is on it. It makes it about as correct as you stomping on a roach. That's all perspective. It's your perspective. Some people say that's wrong to stomp on a roach. Other niggas will stomp it day and night. That's your perspective. However, when you go from within, you're no longer speculating, oh, this is what they do in the lodge. You're no longer speculating, oh, this is what you do when you get initiated in Santeria, Lukumi, Yoruba, Apollo. Oh, this is what it means to get your alekes or your beads, okay, or your collares, as they say in Spanish. This is what it means. Oh, the book never told me that. Yeah, motherfuckers, let me share something with you. Most books will never tell you what the real initiation is or the real teachings are inside of a lot because that is not what they're writing the book for. They're writing the book to spark your interest, to find out further, to walk your path through there to understand it. So all you fools who say, oh, well, Freemasonry and, you know, that's the satan. Listen, fools, there's nothing satanic about Freemasonry. Freemasonry is about as satanic as you dressing up on Halloween as a devil. That's about as as satanic as Freemasonry really is, okay? It's not what you think. We walked in there. We've been initiated, passed, and raised to the level of a master mason, and we've walked Jacob's ladder to the 33rd degree. So understand something. You have a choice. You can keep speculating and talking shit like you really know what you're talking about, or you can go inside for yourself to get the experience, to get the understanding, to get the esoteric meanings according to what it is taught within and not without, or you can just keep, keep talking at the mouth, convincing fools to listen to the fool who keeps talking like he knows or she knows something. And as Manly P. Hall clearly stated, you can walk... And you can stand on the top of a rooftop yelling all the secrets of Freemasonry. And people would not still hear you because the allegories that it's veiled in would fall upon deaf ears. And most people would not understand it. Okay? So that's why we go into this because we've been in this conscious bullshit 
since the 80s, dude. Since the 80s. We done seen this shit before it even blew the fuck up the way it is now. We done walked the streets when it was peddling, when you was face-to-face with people. This ain't no YouTube, modern generation, instant sensation, blow up overnight kind of work. We done done, we did the grassroots work from, from the ground up. And we done seen the stupidity increase every year, every year. And let me tell you something, and this is for these baboons who always want to post and comment things because my post offends their little fragile spiritual feelings. Yes, if you're weak-minded, you're weak-minded. And don't tell me, oh, you're not that spiritual if you're calling people weak-minded. I'm not trying to be spiritual, motherfucker. I'm an occultist. I deal with the dark side of shit. I deal with the shadow side of shit. I'm the left-hand path. I don't give a fuck about being spiritual. I don't give a fuck if your feelings got hurt. I don't give a fuck if you think that there's an agenda, that the world has an agenda trying to destroy people. If your weak-ass mind believes it, then there is an agenda, and it will affect you. I don't believe it. I don't accept it. That's why my life is filled with success, not failure. That's it. All right. Appreciate it, brother. Well said. I'm just going to piggyback a couple, uh, on a couple of things off of you. Pretty much same as my brother. Um, and the last point what Bravano Nguyen said is, is, is critical. Um, you know, a lot of people claim, you know, you hear this term in the conscious communities, uh, I'm God, I'm goddess. And, and really basically all they are are light siders, religious people, subconsciously, and they're not aware of it. You know, they're still on this, you know, ascend to the light bullshit, come into the light. You know, they still look at the Egyptian deities. You know, they, they, they're using terminology such as the most high God, which I don't know what the fuck that means. If you claim to deal with higher states of consciousness, you're still trying to go outside of yourself to explain the phenomenon that's existing within yourself. Um, so I never understood anybody that claims to be a god or a goddess that is still looking for deity outside of themselves. It just doesn't make any goddamn sense. That is no different. And I want to reiterate this, especially the newer listeners, to people that go to church and are worshiping external forces, okay? You might as well go back to church and grovel in front of a fucking crucifix or into a masjid and get on a, a, a prayer rug and make salat and worship some spook fucking force that you can't prove exists because it's the same thing. And that's why we, with the shadow self, with some of the stuff we'll talk about tonight, some people confuse themselves believing one state of mental uh, existence and then replacing it with the same thing. And they, they, they've convinced themselves that they left that old way of thinking, but really what they've done is just refilled the same corrupt mindset. Um, and again, as far as the different paths that we mentioned, we walk very, very important and critical. Um, again, not because we're saying that anybody listening to the show, we're not, we don't want to, it's not about a fucking club and following people. That's why we did the series prior to this. You know, stop being a follower and learn to create your own spiritual path. That's why that show is done. Uh, we're not saying you cannot belong to organizations or groups, um, but when you become exclusively locked into those groups as if that's the only fucking thing on the planet that has the, the truth, you become a fucking puppet and a robot, and you're easily able to be taken advantage of. That's critical. Um, a lot of these other mystical groups, we have a lot of occultists, so-called, I should say, occultists out here, metaphysicists, alchemists, uh, wannabe black magicians who really are practicing white magic, and they think they're practicing black magic. 
Um, you know, as we know, we have lesser black magic, greater black magic, which we'll get into in a little bit during the show. Uh, they talk as if they, as, as the brothers priorly just said a minute ago, as if they've actually walked these paths. Now, you could just sit there and say, oh, well, I don't need to join them. I can just pick up a fucking book and read about it. Now I'm, now I'm the fucking OTO expert because I read <laughs> five of Crowley's books, okay? Yeah, that's not how the shit works. And, and we sit back and laugh at that shit because <laughs> we've gone through the rituals in the lodge and we are still members of all the aforementioned orders. Not because, like the brothers said, that makes us special or better than anybody. We made the decision. We want the experience. We don't want to just read about it. We want to be able to have the experience so we can address, teach about it, but teach about it from an experience perspective, not just because we read a bunch of books. So any teacher that's building on that, I don't care who the fuck they are or how much knowledge they have or how long they've been teaching, as Brother Ravana Noon said, he used two key words, operative and speculative. That person would have to come clean with you and tell you that they're teaching you, especially when it comes to these mystical orders, if they are not members and they haven't walked through these lodges and been initiated, they will have to sit there and tell you that they're teaching from a speculative perspective. Now, they can sit there. Then we have, a, we, have, we have another group amongst us that'll say to validate because they're too fucking lazy or they want to try to shift the attention off themselves and say, I don't need to. That's white people shit. That's my favorite when you run into a brother or a sister <laughs> and say, that's, that, that's white people shit. I don't need that. Well, what about it is white people shit? Ask them that. And then get in depth. I, I always tell put people on the spot. Well, you know, the whole world And these the same niggas that say, oh, well, um, that's white people shit, but shit, that, that came from our ancestors. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And what, what bottom line is this. If everything came from melanated people and white people are using it, it's still our shit anyway. That's number one. Number two, I specifically tell them if to, to call them on their bluff, well, give me a specific degree in a specific order or initiation and talk to me in detail. What about it is white people shit? They won't be able to do it. What they'll basically have to do is dance, shuck, and jive, you know, do the fucking coon walk and dance around it because they cannot explain to you. So long story short, not to beat a dead horse and stay on this for too long, we, again, have said all that to say live the experience, don't read about it, don't get somebody's opinion on it, don't, just because you sat in a feel-good lecture with some dude got all emotional and hyped up and fed off of your emotions, you walked out of there feeling all black and proud and shit, and then the high, it's like a crackhead after, after they take the head of the pipe and the fucking pipe wears off. Now you're back to reality. Bottom line is live, live the experience. Don't read about it. So when it comes to those mystical paths, if you really want to teach on them, we recommend you gain the experience. But be honest with people when you're teaching. Same thing. If you're, if you're talking about, as Brother Ravana Noon said, about Lakomi or Palo or Santeria, we hear a lot of people talking about that, and they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Not, we can tell not they, they clue. not nothing. We we can tell by listening where they got the information from, what book they read, and how do we know that? We've been scratched in Paulo, so we know when somebody's moosing about Paulo and what it really represents. We talked a little bit about that last week. Same thing when it comes to the Lakumi Yoruba slash modern day Santeria traditions. We went through that. We received our Aleke slash beads. We received our Aleg Alegua. We've been crowned. All those things we've gone through. So we can, we can smell a bullshit artist a mile away. And it's important in this day and time because niggas talk as if they got experience on the shit. Anybody in the information <laughs> age, every, anybody in this information age can Google shit. You can get any book on electronic form now, PDF, hard copy. 
you got to remember, you can moose 20, 20 years ago, 15, 20, 25 years ago, you can moose because people could get access to books that maybe some people didn't have access to as easily. But in 2016, if you're able to be deceived, you're a complete fucking idiot. Because there's no, there's no reason in this day and time where you cannot access the information, the research, and live the experience yourself. Now, again, maybe 20-plus years ago, you could. Well, see, brother, see, even though I'm not initiated, you know, Oshun came to me in a dream, and I fucked oh, Oshun, shit. brother. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just yeah. because Oshun came to you in a dream, for the lady, Shango came to you in a dream, you might have had a little, a little intercourse action in the dream, doesn't mean that that's really what happened as far as in the objective world. This is in your subjective mind. So in your that's subjective right. mind, your, your subconscious, your hippocampus area of your brain are constantly receiving messages by way of symbols, images, sounds, vibrations, music. So you're constantly being bombarded with things. You might have heard somebody talk about Shango. Then you saw an image of Shango, and you you quickly um, placed the groove in your mind of Shango right. and the very brief things you learned about Shango, what it means, and then that night you dreamt about Shango. The mind creates its own universe, so it's that easy to dream about Shango, although you have no fucking clue who Shango is, although you have no fucking clue about what the real meanings or teachings, esoteric uh, teachings of Shango is, you are now a master of Shango because you dreamt about Shango. This is the stupidity that people do. Yeah, brother, I, got, I, got, I, got, I got initiated okay. in my dream, brother. Yeah, here's another thing. <laughs> Somebody I know, uh, no names, but... Uh, will swear to you that Baphomet is a female. Uh, what? <laughs> Anyways. Uh, well, I, <laughs> brother, I didn't know, know Baphomet was a was a person or a thing, brother. Yeah, yeah. Just, I thought, just, oh, okay, all right. Baphomet, I'm fucking, okay. Baphomet came to them in a dream, and Baphomet revealed that, that Baphomet is really a female, and that because Baphomet is really a female, you know, um, we've been wrong. So, you know, this is the trick the mind plays because Baphomet never fucking existed. Baphomet is a motherfucking metaphor. It's a motherfucking metaphor, an analogy for different archetype states and energies that exist within you. Your different personality you can, states. You can't, tell, you can't tell me, brother. I've seen Baphomet from my own. Hey, that's great. You can see, see Baphomet. Brother, the, templars, the, the Knights of Templar, brother, they used to worship Baphomet, brother. Yeah, but don't try to convince other people <laughs> that Baphomet is real and Baphomet came to your dream and Baphomet revealed some serious sciences to you. So now you're Baphomet's baby mama or baby daddy or whatever the fuck you want to call yourself. <laughs> well, on that same note, Brother Ravana, on that same note, I forget. I don't want to pass that. On that, what you're saying, let's, let's clarify this. Two things on the Baphomet thing and what you just said. If you have a dream on Baphomet, Shango, again, you cannot accept somebody's personal experience on their subjective realm as your own because now you're back to the state of faith and belief. Let me stress this because here's the fucking problem. If I come to you and say, yeah, man, I had a dream about Shango and Shango communicated this to me and Shango said this and blah, blah, blah. All right, maybe Shango did. We're not saying you didn't have that experience, but that is something that took place on your subjective realm. I was not there. 
if I sit there and cannot confirm it and go, really? Oh, yeah, that's deep. That's heavy. Really? Shango said that to you? Okay. Now, if I accept <laughs> that blindly, if I accept that shit blindly, as you explained, now we're back to starting a whole new system of believing. Yep. So we, we, we have to understand. Now, you might have an experience on your subjective realm that I could relate to because I might have had a similar experience. So there will be times where both individual subjective realms will kind of mesh and blend. But the key here is being able to blend and balance out the objective and the subjective. And then the last thing on the Baphomet thing, let's make sure. Baphomet is not a fucking satanic deity. Let's establish that. Fucking Beyonce and Jay-Z aren't in the fucking Illuminati and all that. YouTube why, wannabe. Yeah, why, why is Baphomet always associated with Satanism? Well, yeah, that's the thing I want to clarify. Exactly. I want to clarify that. Santa Levee. That's Santa He did that shit. Exactly. Modern-day Satanists. Let's, let's, let's talk about the two theories real fast. The modern-day Satanists and then this whole thing. I love the conscious ones. that like, yeah, and they get into the Knights of Templar and how they worshipped it. In a Templar lies, the head of Baphomet. <laughs> let, 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 let's clarify that bullshit. Okay, let's, let's, let's clarify all that bullshit because that's not what Baphomet represents. Let's go back to the core of what Ravana Noon said it represents. Okay, so let's dispel the myth. He, like, like he just mentioned, Anton LaVey and the Satanic Church incorporated because of the androgyny and what Baphomet represents, the symbol of it, the energy of it. Let's, let's address that. We know it's a, one of the major occult symbols that people tend to gravitate towards. It's a very popular symbol, but I find most people have no idea what the fuck it really means because, again, they have twisted it, and now they've done the same thing in Egyptology, Christianity, Islam and Judaism, they've made Baphomet an external deity as if it's some type of physical entity that exists outside of themselves that they're actually uh, venerating for worship. Let's, let's clarify that here. As far as the Templar thing, I've heard all the stories. You know, yeah, you know, the Templars did it. The Templars in their <laughs> sacred orders did, just like if anybody knew any goddamn thing about the Order Templar Orientals or OTO, in all those Templar orders, there are sacred teachings on the Baphomet energy. But anybody that says the Templars physically worship the deity called Baphomet, that shows me they're not a Templar. They never belong to any Templar order. They have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. That's somebody that's read a bunch of conspiracy theory books. The Templars did not worship a physical deity called Baphomet. There are sacred studies on, now if we shift to, the representation of what Baphomet is. It's an androgynous energy. Let's talk about that real quick. And as Brother Ramon Anu said, anybody that says that Baphomet's a female is a complete fucking buffoon, okay? Because it has <laughs> the face of a man, right? And then it has the breasts of the female representing the masculine and feminine energy. It has in that symbol all four elements, earth, wind, air, and fire, perched on the earth, the scales representing the water. If you look in the abdomen, in the forehead, it has the pineal gland of the kundalini. The, the pineal gland activated with the flame shooting up, okay? You have the wings, which represent the air. Then you have, as above, so below, the doctrine of correspondence and the seven hermetic principles of Tehuti. It's a symbol that goes back to Egypt. If you really, you got, you got to dig now. So you have as above, so below. Inscribed on the arm is in Latin is a, is a term that represents transforming from one state of existence to another, a representation of alchemy. Okay, so you have a representation of totality, equilibrium, masculine and feminine forces. You see represented in that symbol, and it's actually perched upon 
it's the goat because the goat always stays high on the mountain and can see all of its subjects. That's so right. it's a representation of rulership. This is what the symbol represents. And when working with it in alchemy and magic, that's what you're supposed to be focusing on. Not, I'm going to put a Baphomet chain on because I want to look heavy and deep. You understand what I'm saying? Let me also so, add that as well because that's the key thing you just said. The goat is always perched on the mountain. The mountain right. was always synonymous with Har or Heru, the third eye or the pineal gland being open. This is why the flame right. also is up there, representing right. the, the elemental fire, but it also represents the black flame. The black flame is that flame, that primordial flame that is awakened from the root chakra to the third eye chakra to bring illumination of darkness, not light. Right. Not light. Light is synonymous <laughs> with truth, intellect, intellect. Anything inside is in darkness. Intellect, that's, right. that's what the light represents, is truth. Not some fucking light that, oh, the sun is rising, the sun is shining, it's so bright out, It's the shadows have gone away, so it's light. No, that's not what it means. It doesn't represent those things. And when you really understand that, you understand that that's the mastery of man mastery of man over their animal side and they know how to appease and indulge in their animal side but stay in control so that they don't give in to losing control over themselves. That's See, right. This 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 aspect people do not want to understand because Baphomet has become like some fucking Santa Claus now. You know, he's a <laughs> he or she you know what I'm saying? Some fucking new symbol of the of this fucking new age occult shit. And niggas just want to fucking run off with, oh, Baphomet. And Baphomet came to my dream and tickled my lips. And Baphomet talked to me. And Baphomet told me that he loves me or she loves me. And Baphomet said, well, that's good that you convince yourself of all these things. And yet your subconscious mind is trying to tell you some message and is utilizing the symbol Baphomet because that's a strong symbol to use. But it's not a real entity. It's not a real thing, okay? This 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 modern day version of Baphomet was created a couple hundred years ago by uh, Levi Dowling or uh, uh, Elias Afonso Dowling or whatever goddamn other code names this Negro used, okay? He was trying to promote and bring the unification of the Eastern and Western occultism. Uh, philosophies of the day to create a higher understanding. This is why Brahman right. also wears a yoga pants. Oh, duh. People that's never right. notice he has yoga pants. All that's the time. Because, that's because in the Eastern occultism, in the tantric path, the Vamachara tantric path, which was the, considered the most left-handed path of all the modern-day Hindu and even ancient Hindu teachings or Dravidian teachings, um, Shiva and uh, Shiva has Shakti. Shakti was killed, okay, and Shakti came back in the form of Pravati, or Paravati, and as that, Pravati was born with the head of a goat and a body of a female. So that was inter it was showing that Pravati was the perfection of androgyny or perfection of masculine and feminine as one when she was reborn. And understand, right. all these things are tied in together, and that's what Levi Dolan was trying to connect the dots to show Eastern and Western occultism basically are the same knowledge and information regardless which way you look at it, regardless which what floats your boat and makes you feel superior. Oh, that comes from Africa. 
Well, the right. same doctor was found in India. The same shit was found in fucking in Europe. The same shit was found in in the Mexican uh, ancient natives, such as the Aztecs. No, no, brother. Black people bought that shit all over the earth, brother. I don't give a fuck who brought it all over. Personally, so I wasn't bad. there hey, during that hey. time. I it didn't live there during that time. I live in this time, <laughs> and all I can worry about is what I have in my hands at this time. That's lovely. And, 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 and brother Ravana Noon, as we were talking about yesterday on the same subject. And as we said, we're, we're breaking down a lot of the the symbols and energies that are that are affiliated with a lot of the rituals that the Templar orders pra- practice, including OTO. Uh, we were talking about yesterday an aspect in chaos magic. Uh, they have something called the Baphomet Chaos Mask, yep. which is a ritual that one works. Um, and, and again, most niggas don't know about it. They'll pretend like they fucking do, but they don't. It's a, it's called Baphomet Chaos Mask. It's an aspect of chaos magic that works with this Baphomet energy which taps into all of these archetypes or representations uh, that Brother Ravana Noon is talking about now. This is how you really learn about it because you place yourself in the center of this particular ritual and you access all of these energies and forces and you're able to put them in perspective in your subconscious mind and able to mobilize, mold them, and access them when need be. Because basically when one understands totality and equilibrium, there's not one way, shape, or form that one cannot move. That's a whole other fucking science in itself. Yep. So that's the importance of it. I just wanted to throw that in there because you're basically breaking that down. Um, and I know that's something just you're naturally doing because you're just, just natural. That's how you know. You can always smell when a nigga know what he's talking about and then when some nigga that just read, uh, you know, uh, Levi's book on, on the fucking value. It, that's not what it's about. But anyway, I just want to make sure we're clear on that. That's right. And the reason I say that is because as the title of the show, Working with the Shadow Self, okay? Right. Let's get into that uh, that part of it because when you deal with Baphomet or you deal with Kali or you deal with any of these archetypes, they're just energies, metaphors for things that exist within you. And these metaphors were created as examples of things that you can accomplish <laughs> and the things that you can manifest and work through. But... In today's modern-day world, modern-day occultism, people go into goddess, god worship, spook worship. Gods and goddesses are nothing more than metaphors. They don't exist. They never were existing. They only exist in the shape of the collective unconscious mind that gives life to those teachings and these um, metaphors as being real. So basically what you're doing is you're casting out your energy to things that don't exist. Okay, and then what happens is that if you get a response back, oh, I worked this ritual and I got a response back, you're thinking that shit is real now. No, no, that's not what worked. You just, what happened is that you sent the energy out. You allowed your higher self that's vibrating at a different density level than your physical body is right now to bring the work back down to you to make it manifest. But it seems like some, some outside entity did it because you called on whatever during the ritual and you really think that's true. But what's happening is you're getting away from dealing with the shadow self because now you're constantly calling on energies, archetype energies, gods, goddesses, whatever you want to call it, and you're getting away from what the real work is all about. The real work in the occult is overcoming the self, self-overcoming. That's, right. That's what, when you go into any real teachings on the occult sciences and you deal with any occult rituals, you go into overcoming the self. The self is what is all the higher work about. The magic, the rituals aspect 
is just the repetitious program that you're producing so your subconscious mind can create a new program and you can recondition yourself. This is why rituals are enacted and done over and over. But the real reason you're doing these things is to overcome the self by going into the shadow of what you, I, or anybody else don't naturally deal with. For example, for example, let's just use this because this is prevalent in the news today. Another black kid got shot, right? Now, I just want to Two, by the way. Two, by the way. Yeah, one in Minnesota and one in Louisiana. Two of them got shot, right? So now let's just deal with this for a second because everybody's emotions are high and riding, and this is how quickly you can go from an occultist to a baboon, that quick. Now, here's, here's the reality, okay? Now, check this. And just to show you how much a cult you are is how, how much program you still are, okay? Here's what I'm saying. So, just two, three weeks ago, here in Orlando, Florida, we had a massacre, right? Then, a week after that, Bangladesh had a bombing, 120-some right. people. Then Baghdad, right. another 120-some-odd people, 200, right? Mm-hmm. What up? Mm-hmm. Okay. One black kid gets shot, and everybody goes in uproar. You black lives matter, brother. Black lives matter, brother. Yeah, black lives matter. <laughs> not, not Latino not lives, because they were gay. That doesn't matter, brother. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm not negating the fact that the black brother got shot. That's a tragedy. His family's going through the situation and having to deal no with doubt. the emotions of that. What Especially I am saying Minnesota is that shit. you Negroes are so programmed that you can get upset over one dude getting shot but not get upset because 50 people got massacred. But Puerto Rican lives don't matter because the majority nah, of the people that got shot over here in Orlando were, were Puerto Rican and they were gay. They're, they're, so they're, gay not, people... they're not black enough, bro. In Bangladesh, hey, hey, Bangladeshi children, innocent children getting killed in a bomb, that doesn't matter either, brother. No, no, it doesn't matter because they're not black enough. That's and, right, you know, that's they're, right. They're, 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 they're not here, you know. In America, so it doesn't matter. Or, you know, people in Baghdad, no, they're not black enough. But, you know, it doesn't matter, although kids and women got killed in that bombing too, right? So, Ravada Noor, Ravada Noor, let me ask you a question. You, you mentioned the timeline of events in the last couple of weeks, and I want, I, want, I want you to well, expound on this. You, you mentioned the Orlando mass shootings, followed by Bangladesh, followed by Iraq, as we see in the last couple of days. Uh, and the sister was courageous in Minnesota for keeping her phone on. And I give all the credit in the world. And that motherfucker definitely will go down. I mean, there's, 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 there's a lot more to that. Yeah. Uh, if, you didn't, if you didn't see it, the sister actually kept her phone on and actually filmed her husband actually dying with the four-year-old daughter in the back seat. And the cop yeah, that's, standing that's there that's like that. that. I, when I saw that shit, that shit was like traumatizing. Well, yeah, big time. I mean, I mean, I give her all the courage in the world uh, for keeping that on and then the situation in Louisiana. Now... What I'm trying to say is, remember, we've always, we've always said on this show, don't be reactive, be proactive. Because like Ravonna Noon, you just said, you know, they, they want you to react and get emotional. Like you say, people are getting emotional and not looking. I find it very convenient that these timeline of events that were in sequence, it's kind of like a fucking movie playing out in front of you as if somebody's trying to trigger, test you, mentally, subconsciously, and they're taking it to another level because, as we've seen over the last couple of years, uh, you know, with all the Freddie Gray case, uh, Trayvon Martin, et cetera, 
they didn't quite get the response that they wanted from us. I'm talking about when I say us, melanated people, okay? It seems like now somebody's stepping up to the next phase. They said, okay, that didn't traumatize them enough. Some people it did. Some people can't deal with it. But this is all part of the thing that we're talking about, how you can come out of, you know, your higher states of consciousness and learning because emotion will do that. Let's build on that because it seems like this, it's a play playing out. There's something that you said shows as though that was key is, you know, uh, this stuff has always been going on, but now, you know, we have camera phones and stuff. So people can actually see this shit happening. Of course. But, know, but this shit has always been happening. It, it's, look, it, this shit happened when my parents were young. They had the same stories about kids being brutalized yep. by the cops. That's right. That's in right. New York back in the day. It's the same shit. It's still going on today. The difference is media is everywhere. Everybody has cell phones, or not everybody, a lot of people have cell phones that have camera phones on there. So you can instantaneously right. upload a video to YouTube in a matter of five seconds, ten seconds, twenty, whatever, right? This, this right. is why it seems like shit is more rampant than it ever has been. That's not the case. Shit's always been going on. It's just more reported and more seen now. But the point I'm bringing up is this. We're numb when 50 people get shot because it conveniently doesn't fit our idea of what a human being is or what a a, a, a certain... Um, uh, you know, sexual preference doesn't fit into my they, 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 scheme of they, they life. They were too gay, brother. They were too yeah, gay. It doesn't fit, so I can conveniently, um, you know, uh, basically become numb to that and just avoid that situation. I can become numb because Bangladesh is way over there. It's not here. Although a Correct. lot of those people are people of color, and they were originally from Africa, if you want to go that route, niggas. But anyways, that's another story, right? So they far enough where I feel sad for them, but it's not here, right? Right. Then I feel bad enough for people in Baghdad and shit, but they've been going through that shit for, what, last 20, 30 years, right? So it's normal. They're always getting fucked Uh, over over there. Or what about... Or what about the, you know, the slavery that's going on in fucking Sudan and shit, yeah, you know? Yeah, all that shit is, is, is far away. It's not here yet, right? It's not really No, right brother, here. brother, we all supposed to go back to the motherland. Africa is a perfect yeah. place, brother. America is Babylon. America is so evil <laughs> that we all need to get on a fucking plane and put our dashikis on and our fucking frankincense and myrrh and our big-ass onks, and everybody yeah. in Africa is going to be receptive and receive you, brother. What are you talking about, man? <laughs> so what happens now is what we're get we're getting desensitized to everything, we're becoming numb to everything. That things hit right here, right home, but one person gets shot and we're back in the uproar. You understand this now? Now let me let me clarify this because I wanna I'm gonna I'm gonna connect the dots to all this and tie it back to the shadow self. Now, Puerto Ricans were the ones who got sh- shitted on during this Orlando massacre. For years, it, it their Puerto Ricans have always been but they don't get broadcasters of being a lot of the recipients of police brutality a lot, okay, or Latinos. And the reason why a lot of Latinos do not speak up is because some of them are undocumented here. So they have no voice. They can't say shit. What the hell are they going to say and where are they going to go? The ass will get deported, right? So they ask to stay quiet. Puerto Ricans are legal citizens. They're born U.S. citizens. However... They didn't even react to the situation. Nobody went in uproar. 
I see people go to that memorial all the time because I drive through downtown, and, and Brother Benito was here, so he knows exactly how close it is to my house. I'm and I drive that way to go to downtown. They didn't react to the situation. So now, okay, guess what? So, okay, African Americans, all they do is protest and rally, okay? Puerto Ricans didn't even do shit, but go and put up a memorial at the place. So you see, it's like a, a purpose agenda to see who really is going to react to any situation. And guess what most humans do? Nothing. Nothing. Humans Nothing don't at all. Goddamn thing. I don't care if you're black, Latino, Asian. Well, now, well, now you got now you got the um, the militant niggas on Facebook talking about shooting, killing every every white police listen, officer they listen, see. Listen, that motherfucker. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> and Santa Claus is coming on December twenty fifth too. Yeah, and those fuckers are gonna do as much niggas, shooting, do as much shooting as somebody homeless on a corner. Okay, that's about as much shooting these people are gonna do. Why? Because people love to talk shit on on computers. They love to talk shit behind internet, right? But you're you're super smart doing that because you, they have your IP address, and they can trace exactly. back to you everything you said. And this is gonna exactly. come knocking at your door at midnight. Yes, yeah. <laughs> goon squad. Yeah, they bang, niggas. They banging goon. on the crackers, bro. They 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 banging on the crackers. But real yeah, quick, banging- before I forget, I want to back up to something like you say, the psychological aspect of it, the emotional aspect, and uh, real quick on the Minnesota shooting. That's, this is going to be some explosive shit. I'm going to tell you why. That mayor, if you've seen the two press conferences the mayor of Minnesota gave, that motherfucker is shitting his pants. When did you ever, and I'm telling you what they're getting ready to prep, you're going to see some serious riding over there. Baltimore was a fucking cakewalk. Yep. The mayor got on TV, okay, and basically said, and that's why I'm saying the, the sister's video is key in this whole thing. The mayor looked bug-eyed out and scared, fucked up. You can just tell he knows he's dealing with a volatile situation. He basically came out and said race was out. Now, check this out now. I saw that. You're trying, to keep, you're trying to keep a situation under control. This is a white mayor now coming out clearly saying in two press conferences race was obviously an issue here. He's not, they're not denying it. This is a different tactic now. This is going from a 180 from how they usually do it yeah, they're going to they test up. the other side. They're testing the other side of the they're water testing, to see exactly. how people react now. And, oh, it wasn't just the mayor. It was the governor of Minnesota. Governor. That's, I'm sorry, the governor. My yeah, bad. You're right. It was boy, the governor. Son. That's the big boy. That's and the big this, boy. This is, this is the thing. Now, this is not a coincidence, niggas. Where was Prince from? Minnesota. Mm, niggas. See, they, they, it's not a coincidence, people. All this shit is super strategically planned as a mass ritual and you notice, notice this now. After the Orlando massacre, how many fucking bombings and shootings are taking place around the world? It's like doubled in the last three weeks. Okay. Now, now, now we in the last three weeks. Why? Right. Why? And that, and, and, June and July. And, this is summer. The summer equinox just came, June twenty-sixth. Right. And brother Ravana knew, like we talked about two weeks ago. Huh? June twenty-third. Like yeah. we talked about a few weeks ago. Remember, when we the reason why when you the whole religious thing we we talked about a couple of weeks ago when you look at and we're not just talking about just Europeans or Caucasians anybody that believes in that Yahweh Jehovah Allah that monotheistic all forms of it Islam Christianity and Judaism if you really research thoroughly their holy books 
there's a lot of blood sacrificing going on. We talked about this a few weeks ago. There's a lot of blood being fed to these monotheistic gods when you read any of these holy books. Everybody's been talking about it. Uh, Andre Paris. Yes. Get Andre Paris's book. I forget the name of it. Just Google him. He's got a book on the Anunnaki, the Elohim, showing how they are malevolent beings. They practice cannibalism. They did blood sacrifices to the Anu, the Most High God. Yahweh is known in, in, in Hebrew traditions. Andre Paris breaks this all down. Not that this is anything new, because many people have talked about this over the years, but remember, any being that, I don't care what race you are, that accepts that ideology of monotheism, their God, their principle of their God, they believe the fictitious it's aspect, blood, and that's blood a blood sacrifice, blood yeah. rituals. They believe that blood and then, is and then, power. And then after all the, you know, after all this blood is shed, then you got all these niggas who praise God or praise Yahweh, praise no, Allah. That's exactly how they keep the, the, the energy alive. You understand? If I shed the blood and I get you to worship the very thing that is asking for blood, let's say, I just magnetize the blood. I just increase the energy of the blood by the sacrifice and by your spooky prayers. That's right. So and, can, and, 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 and as we talked about a few weeks ago, if you participate in a Catholic mass, if anybody that was Catholic or knows anything about Catholicism, you will know that the whole ritual of the Mass is a blood ritual because in the Catholic Church, they have the process of when they celebrate the Eucharist, when the priest is consecrating the bread and the wine, they use a term called transubstantiation. There's some powerful shit now. It's really magic, okay, where the priest supposedly as he's been ordained and been given the power to transfer the, the wafer or the bread into the body of Christ, which is a form of fucking cannibalism, and the wine is transformed into the blood. So every time you participate in the Catholic Mass, they basically teach you to eat some nigga called Jesus. Now, now let's, let's talk about the Catholic Church for a second. Do you, Bad ritualist. People, let's understand why the Catholic Church is the most successful, influential, politically powerful religious entity in the world. <laughs> the reason why is because the Catholic Church is no more, no more Christian than a motherfucking going to church on Sunday who thinks they're worshiping Jesus. Let me That's tell right. you what I mean by that. The Catholic Church stayed alive and is this successful and strong because 90% of what the Catholic Church did was take pagan traditions and rituals and incorporate it within its religious structure and system. So in reality, what it did was it kept alive the old witchcraft, witch rituals, and magical um, tools and emblematic workings throughout this Thousands of year journey, couple thousands of years right. of Christianity. This is and, why, and Brother Vaughn, you notice there's a word they've eliminated now. We're saying Catholic, but as you've noticed, have you noticed in the last 20, 30 years, there's a word in front of that that nobody uses no more because it's confirming what you're saying about the tradition. Roman. Roman with Catholic. Roman Catholic That's Church. Right. Don't forget that because you have to go back during the time of everybody knows and, and is very familiar with the Council of Nicaea. They came up with, at that time, the Roman Catholic Church. Remember, they had to incorporate a system where the Greeks 
the Romans and the Christians and pagans could all be amplified. You have your equinoxes, Christmas, which is really a also, holiday. Correct. Something, so, but, something that I want to add is something that's interesting, too, is and the Catholic Church has existed for a while. Before, you know, pretty much before, you know, what we call Egypt fully fell, if you want to say that, where it was desolate, you know, they they actually were in contact with, you know, dudes that were from the city of Thebes. One of these guys' name is St. Maurice. Yep. You know, and he was uh, yeah, a he was pretty much a more more yeah he was he was a more <laughs> you know he was into the whole you know spiritual science shit and it's interesting that you know he was work he he became a priest in the Catholic Church that's right during those times yeah and, it's a connection and what's also interesting is that people really understand the Catholic Church and the uh, Muslim or Islamic uh, leaders are really one in the same family. That's right. That's why Bush, Clinton, and all these people, when they go to power, what's one of the first countries they go visit? Saudi Arabia. That's right. Okay? And what's the first thing they do? They sit there and they, they shindig with them, they dance, they, they do rituals and all kinds of things. Because what people are not telling you is that the whole Islamic structure is really an extension of the Catholic Church. That's right. And if people do not believe that, well, all you got to do is look at the symbolism, the structure of Islam, and it's identical to Christianity and uh, mainly Catholicism. And, and on also, that same note, in the Vatican and others, before we forget, since you're talking about that, remember, the Catholic Church has two sacred orders confirming your connection, what you're talking about, Ravon. Right, Knights of Columbus you, you, and the Allah. Right. Right, you have four degrees on the Knights of Columbus, which I myself personally went through because I was born and raised Catholic. And then you have the Alhambra, which is a sacred... Now, you go Google this shit, okay? Yep. You will see Catholic priests wearing fezes. They call them caravans, as the Shriners call them temples. They wear these fezes just like the Shriners do, and it has their caravan name, slash oasis, chapter, and they reenact oh. Moorish and sacred Islamic rituals. And it's no wonder also why these Catholics also use rosary beads, which are nothing but dicker beads, if you want to say that. Same well, yeah, well, yeah. You, all, all the connection, but on that note, that's a powerful thing to really research because the Alhambra, which the Catholic Church acknowledges the presence of the Moors in Europe, and they acknowledge that they got all their teachings and information from Egypt. We know the whole situation with uh, Cleopatra and Mark Alexander. We know how they, they raided the libraries of Alexandria and bring that stuff back into Greece and Rome. But the more thing, the Alhambra, and you can see Pope John Paul II was a member of the Alhambra wearing a fez. The last demonic pope, not the one that's now, the one before him, that German motherfucker that, that retired a couple years ago, he was a member of the Alhambra. All you got to do is Google the Alhambra. Their headquarters in the United States is in Baltimore, Maryland. How do I know? Because that's where the Grand Lodge is. I've been there. So I'm telling you, research it for yourself. These are cap Now, here's the same group that says in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, which is basically how a Muslim has a Hadith book. Well, the Catholics have their Hadith book. It's called the Catechism of the Catholic Church. They don't really follow the Bible. They really follow the Catechism. 
And anybody that knows that was a Catholic, they go, you go to catechism class. That's how they indoctrinate you. In the catechism of the Catholic Church, it forbids you to be a Mason. Now, here's another thing that people don't know. Me and Ravana Noon had this discussion. The founder of the Knights of Columbus, who was a priest, born and raised in Hartford, Connecticut, his name was Father Michael McGivney. Go look this shit up. That's right. He is the one. Hometown. That, your hometown. He is the, well, your second hometown. Nigga. That's right. He is, he is the one that founded the Knights of Columbus. Now, here's the fucked up thing. If you were a Mason and the Knights of Columbus, for an organization that condemns Freemasonry, if you've ever been to the three degrees of the Knights of Columbus, it's identical to the first three degrees in the Blue House and Mason. Now, I know that. We know that because we went through both. And when I went through the Knights of Columbus degrees back in the day, I said, holy shit, they basically stole this from the Blue House. There's no, no different, which confirmed to me that this nigga was a Mason and then just took that and created his own order, which who gives a fuck? That's not the point I'm, I'm, trying, I'm trying to tell you is all this shit is connected. It confirms. Right. It don't matter. The Catholics are about as Christian and as all, fucking... And, and it's funny because all of the shit that conscious niggas theorize about you have really no idea. You know, you nah. talk shit about white people, all this stuff, and these orders, but you have no idea what these let, let me Let me really say that about. upon what Asar is saying, because this, this is really important. People speculate or theorize, but when you walk inside these things, there's no more speculation. Different. You see that it's shit. Over. You walk through it. You, you get the fucking degrees. You get all the teachings upon it, and you can start connecting the dots from the inside That's out, right. not the outside That's in right. and say, oh, look, this, 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 this. Look, niggas, no. When you're inside, you can see how all that shit connects, right? What the interesting right. thing is, is that the reason we brought this up is because when you deal with the shadow self, no matter how fucking far removed you think you are from religion, you're really not. It's still deeply embedded in your subconscious mind. And this That's is right. why people will quick to react the way they do. You'll have people who are militant, angry, and ready to fight, but in time they really don't do nothing because they have a fear factor in place inside of them from religion, from, you know, uh, their family and through they're other gonna, They're going to take it to the white man, brother. Yeah, so eventually they're not going to take shit to the white man because they know that the white man got some toolies for their ass to bring some fire to their ass. And what's this little fucking AK-47 going to do when these motherfuckers got tanks coming down on me? Ain't no nigga in the hood got a tank. The most, uh, the most high is going to assist, brother. The most high, most high God is going to crack the, the sky. He's going to fight, <laughs> gonna fight for all this. black people, brother. Look, Ronald, fight for McDonald, black people. Ronald McDonald, the clown, is more likely to assist than some goddamn Allah, Yahweh, Jehovah. Brother, the, 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 the ancestor spirit is going to come down there and protect niggas from the bullets. That's what it is. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. well, uh, uh, first of all, niggas who say that. First of all, how are you going to access the ancestors? Second of all, what do you do to contact the ancestors? Three, what ritual are you using to contact the ancestors? Because them fuckers just don't call, come because you call them. There's certain ways you got to contact them, certain ways you make contact, certain rituals you do to open that gateway from this realm to the next. So all these... Oh, so I don't just get a, I don't just get an Osiris statue and put on a dashiki and sit in front of it and meditate? That's not how you no, do it? No, it's not going to happen. Oh, okay. All right. First of all, okay. first of all... Uh, niggas don't know how to how to activate that Asar energy. Second of all, just because you got the damn statue and that shit, don't mean that shit's going to come to life and say, Brother Ra, 
this is what you need to do. Fuck that. <laughs> Start looking at your ass like, you a dumbass monkey if you think I'm going to talk through this shit to look at you if, if Osiris was real. That shit is not about as real as fucking, fucking, uh, who's Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. That shit is just as real as that. It's not real, niggas. You make that shit real because you're looking for some cop out or escape from you. The shadow right. self, the shit right. that you need to deal with is the shit that you run from because you want all these external trappings and trimmings and fucking ribbons and certificates and all this beautiful outlandish shit to make you feel so special and dashikis and everything else. But you can't address why the fuck am I afraid to do anything about this situation? Anything. Because, see, what That's people right. don't understand, you can say I'm going to shoot up some white boys and do this, this, that, because one of our people got shot. That's 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 about as much to work for about maybe a couple days before the hammer comes down on your ass, okay? So you have to be wise in your actions. You just can't be emotional and militant and say we're going to, you know, fuck some shit up. What happened to these Oregon white boys? These are white boys now, the militia in Oregon. What happened to them fools when they tried to come up against the government? Did they eventually right. shut them fools down? Yeah, they did, right? right? They shut them down. Okay, right. so what makes you think, you unorganized fools, that you're going to accomplish much more than they did, okay? Just because you're emotional and angry, so talk, start taking them out. First of all, every cop is not a reflection of every white person. That's Let right. me say that again. Every cop is not a reflection of every white person. Just like every person, every black person shot is not a reflection of every other black person. That is now, what now, you do when you try when you said the shadow self, I, the person that's becoming overreactional, emotional, are they becoming emotional because are they, are they or are they not tapping into a certain fear of phobia? Their shadow self when, has, has, has been risen. There's an aspect of themselves that has come to life, which is these traumas and events activate that shadow self. All right. There you okay? go. And the, the, when that trauma or event occurs, the shadow self comes forth, and all your fears, doubts, traumas, wounds, pains, and everything That's else it. that you've ever had come to the surface. Now That's what it. happens is I run around in a state of frenzy, in a state of uh, extreme emotions, and I become very vulnerable to anything that can come down the pipe because my rationality has gone out the door my logic and reasoning has gone out the door so I can be easily eliminated and taken out the mix when you could have had more to offer, not just yourself, your family, your children, your people, but because you got super emotional, you got taken out the door. You got taken out the, 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 the whole process of your own life because one person got shot. Power and respect to him and his family, okay, and what happened to him, but that's one person. You're in an uproar for one person. But what about the 100 kids that got shot yesterday at the hands of our own people? Well, see, the guy shooting the gun, see, he was under a white racist supremacist mentality. No, nigga. The bottom line, regardless of what mentality he was under, he pulled the trigger and shot one of his own people, his own race, and his own family of people, and you, you don't do nothing about that. But you will nah, constantly point the finger when one white cop, who most likely was a racist-ass cop, 
most likely from a suburban town, country as town, who was a bum, lazy, could never really become anything more than a cop because he failed in school. His grades, his degrees, his, his psychological evaluation was not qualified to join FBI, CIA, or anything else. So he settles for being a cop. He's frustrated. He's angry now because nobody wants to be a cop. Them niggas make probably about 30000 a year, okay? <laughs> You're risking your life, and... You're not doing a goddamn thing. You're a failure in life. So now you meet somebody. You want to impose your authority on them because you have a gun, a badge, so you think you're hot shit now. Somebody who's not afraid of your ass is going to let you know how they feel, and your emotions and feelings got hurt, so you want to shoot the kid, right? This is, this is usually what happens. It's shadow self versus shadow self bouncing out in people because nobody's dealt with their shit, and here you get the conflict and the, and the confrontations, and now it escalates because now you get everybody else involved in the same situation because most people cannot deal uh, with their fears. You know what the number one fucking driving force on this planet is? It's not just sex. People would like to think that. The number one driving force on this planet is the fear of death. That's the number one driving force. Nobody wants to die. And That's people right. who tell you they do is a fucking liar. Nobody wants to die because everybody's trying to do some some shit, some way, somehow, to extend their life. Whether they become a gym rat. No, bullshit, because they're still here enjoying their life, fucking doing all the human shit that they say they're against. Bullshit. Okay? So, but then, then there's, also the, 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 there's also the opportunists. And when, the, when these situations rise, then you have the opportunists who like to use this yeah, especially in the conscious community, to feed off your emotions. Now they want to get you riled up. You know, okay. we're, we're gonna we're we're gonna bang on the crackers. We're, perfect, nigga, perfect, you, ain't gonna, you ain't gonna do a goddamn thing. <laughs> you ain't gonna do a goddamn thing, nigga. You just gonna sit up there. You gonna talk and sound deep, sound militant, and then guess what? After here's the program. After a couple of days, a week or two, it's back to the same shit, and these same niggas is giving these feel good lecture speeches about how motherfucking <laughs> black you are and how great you were and. And this and that, and rise up, and we must bang on the cracker. I mean, look, I know these militant niggas for over 20-plus years. I've seen them all been there, done that, got a T-shirt, okay? <laughs> these same niggas I know in their 50s now talking the they same thing about what they're going to do. They, 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 they never. They never shot a fucking boy yet, done anything. And this is the opportunist. And they're not they're going not to. That's the key. These are the opportunists now. These are yeah. the other individuals. Now, there's something we talked about on older shows, remember, as we said. Any time we went to war, there was a great ritual enacted. And I've always said, every root, every problem has its root in the spiritual first before the physical. So when you're yep. trying to attack it right on on the physical level, you're going to fail every single time. Every right. single time. What do we, real quick, what do we mean by that? Well, on, a, on, on those shows we did a few months back, we were talking about how this past October, the same old recycled bullshit, we're going to have a million men gathering in D.C. And really, technically, a million motherfuckers never show up. That's a fictitious and illusion. And Dude. while that was going on, peep this game out. The, 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 the white man laughs at shit like that. I right, give the niggas their little one day over here in D.C. Why they let the niggas protest in D.C.? Just a mile or two down the block, they had the National Guard. They had the, code, the military. They had uh, state police, local police. Ready, stationed, ready to go in case there was a riot. They do this anytime mass, mass amount of black people gather. Don't let them bullshit you. So you can best believe a hop, skip, and a jump away. They prepared and ready in case a riot breaks out. That's number two. 
first of all, anybody that would lead their people into, that's basically taking your people into the fucking slaughterhouse. You're not doing exactly. anything great. And I've said, rather than gather a million fucking people together and talk about the same old fucking rhetoric about what's been <laughs> done to us and how, how we've been done wrong and slavery and the white man this and that, <laughs> if we would gather a million motherfuckers and a million people played the drums and a million people did mantra magic or chanted and raised a certain vibrational level, we would scare the fuck out of those crackers because we or, would alter. Or, or we, we draw a big-ass fucking circle with a fucking huge-ass pentagram in the middle of there the you go. mall right there in the you mall, go. right there, and niggas do a mass fucking ritual, black magic ritual. Them niggas were shitting their bricks. They would. They, they would have no... Oh, shit, they're they, fucking waking up. Exactly. They would have no, nothing to combat that because we would be working with energy. And when you work with energy and you know how to manipulate it and control it, you either have to work with that energy or that energy consumes you. So rather than us waste our energy and focus on all this, we shall overcome and fucking <laughs> Reverend Coon Jackson and fucking, uh, what's the other fucking baboon? They're, they're coming next. They're coming yeah, they're, next. No, they'll be, yeah, yeah, because it's, cause it's black Al's and white. Out, your boy Al. Al yeah, there you go. Al Porkchop fucking Sharpton. Because as, as we're talking right now, we're yeah, talking right. right now, there's black children and teenagers being shot in yep. neighborhoods and ghettos by other black children, and Al Sharpton and Jesse Coon ain't had none Don't of those say shit about that. But, though, they're going to be all over these two shootings now because it's a white cop shooting another black person. Oh, Everybody's yeah. fucking Al emotional. Sharpton and Jesse about to get a nice check. Oh, paid. Oh, yeah, they're, they're coming out of the woodwork. And now it's not just one city. It's two cities simultaneously, nigga. So, they, you know, they could go to oh, places shit. and get paid, nigga. There's paid time now. This that's, that's really the, make that money, brother. Rainbow Coalition coming out the woodwork. Oh, shit. Oh, oh shit. Rainbow and Push. And the coming back out. Yeah, Membership is going thing, up, brother. Thing, brother. Real quick. Where was RBG a few months ago, six months ago? Them niggas was quiet as fuck, right? All of a sudden, this shit <laughs> happens. Oh, they back at it, niggas. Oh, they, exactly. They back. They back. Of course, they're back. Because they got the red, black, and green on now. Yeah, they, they, yeah, they, brother. Incite, they incite the emotions of everybody. Tomorrow on all social media, everybody's gonna have red, black, and green on their fucking their their uh fucking pages now. Everybody's <laughs> gonna be like, the white man this and the white man that. You really think? <laughs> Every goddamn white man is the same, and every goddamn white woman is the same. That's the fucking stupidest shit I've ever heard of in my fucking we life. We shall overcome. Is that more than motherfucking <laughs> white people worship you than try to get rid of your ass? That's why you're still here, motherfuckers, because they really wanted to get rid of you. They easily could do that shit. They control the military. They control the fucking weaponry. They could eliminate anybody they want to in a matter of moments. They have biological warfare. They don't. They need your I, I was talking, ass because they like was, your ass and they worship your ass, but you don't realize that because your ass is too busy chasing their woman instead of realizing loving your own shit. Anyway, that's another story. Just a rant. It's funny. Rant. I, I, was talk, I was talking about that, you know, recently, and um, I was explaining it's stupid to want to have a physical war with the government because you're going to get more people killed than anything. That's a dumb not idea. Not that. That's really stupid. Not only are you going to that, but you're cutting off all the food supply. Uh, these, you ever wonder if they really want to get rid of you, they could cut off all the food supply. Exactly. Okay. Like, because niggas own no grocery stores, you know that. No, you know nothing, that. Brother, nothing. So they cut that shit off. So in a matter of months, we'll <laughs> starve to death. 
See, niggas don't think. You got to be well, wise here, 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 when you do your shit. Think of think, think this for a minute. Think, speaking on that note, you're talking about cutting off the food supply. Think of this shit for a minute. To show you how people are, are easily programmed. See, we got grocery stores at our convenience and shit. You know, we think we're going to get up tomorrow morning. You know, we can just get in our car, go to the grocery store. How many niggas actually know how to grow food? None. If something like that happens. <laughs> what would you do? What would you do tomorrow if every supermarket shut down and you don't know how to work a gun and hunt? You don't know how to grow food. You don't know how to survive on any shape, form, or fashion. Because niggas, I'm talking niggas, these, these, niggas, these are niggas are going to be brother. fucking begging and shit. Brother, brother, these are, these, are, these are the same gods standing out on 125th Street talking about how they God and the yeah. black man, the original on, this and that. This ask, him some simple, ask him some simple ass shit. Like, what happens <laughs> if you get up tomorrow and you needed to get food for your family? Now, I could tell you what I'm going to do one way or the other. If I got to go on, yeah, I'm shit. not starving. I'm going to tell, tell you that right now. One way or the other. When it's, survival, exactly. when it's survival for the fittest, it's survival for the fittest. You better not have some that's shit that what I want. always comes down to, and that's exactly what I was going to say. This is what's going to happen when the situation there arises. It goes back to the fucking nature. You know what nature's all about? Predator and prey, nigga. You're either you either prey on or you're the predator. And that's exactly what life has always has been and always will be about. What happened is the human mind and our consciousness in its delusional state tries to step outside of that reality and think that everything is harmony, peace, love, and light. We should all be one. However, when you look at life, just look at life on planet Earth. Shit is not harmony, dude. That's right. There's there's always a prey killing. There's always a prey killing a predator. Okay? There's always a prey killing a predator. And at one time when humans were in their infant stage, there was a predator killing us. What happened is we got, we had a bigger capacity, brain capacity, so our consciousness expanded, so we started working together to try to protect ourselves from the predators. But at the same time when we did that, we also threw off the ecology of the planet Earth. Now, some of y'all niggas in that may not understand that because y'all on this I'm God level shit. You don't understand right. basic fucking one-on-one, okay? Oh, the reality God, is, nigga, fucking God. The reality is, God, you used to shit in nature, okay? <laughs> and, na- and nature takes shit and uses it as a fertilizer so it grows certain foods, certain things like that. So do you wonder why certain animals are becoming extinct? That's because certain foods they used to live off no longer are there, so their time has come up. But you fucking nature loving, save the animal fucking tree hugging lovers <laughs> don't fucking realize that That's your right. ass threw off the ecology of the planet when you stopped shitting in nature and those plants and those foods and those things that animals ate and those other animals ate off of those animals no longer can survive, so they have to die, but you keep trying to extend their life, so you're throwing everything off. Hey, let's do this for a second. Say, take a person that claims to be, let's take that classic light side of person that's so spiritual and they fucking meditate and, you know, they do the alm and they fucking, you know, they into all the Egyptian shit and, you know, whatever. Take that same individual and take everything from them. Strip them of everything. They have no money. They have no food. They can't provide from their family. Everything is taken from them. I'll tell you. How do you think that person is going to react? They're going to change. They're going to change from Mad Ray to Shaquita real quick. There you go. That's to confirm, to confirm 
The natural instinct of survival is in everybody. All that spiritual shit's going to go out the window yep. in a heartbeat. All that fucking I am Ang Seti Ra and all that <laughs> bullshit, that shit is out the window. No, brother. Well, well, I was told. I was told by a brother. He said he can be a breathitarian, brother. He can listen. Yeah. Listen. Okay. Listen. He's, he can be a breathitarian. Let me adjust. Now, 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 apply it on another level. That's that's to show you when you get to the essence and the core of it, confirming that individual. If you had any fucking common sense, you're gonna go into survival reality. mode. Yeah. We, 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 you would go into survival mode because when a motherfucker don't know where his next meal is coming from, <laughs> shit. That's the <laughs> That's the motherfucker that's dangerous, okay? That number that's, one. That's, 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 when, that's when you see the worst come thing. out of motherfuckers. Right. The but thing. to show that's you. The, but, that's the shadow self that people do not deal with. Correct. To show you that people. And now let's take it to a second stage. A second stage. To show you that people are not dealing with that and they're not grounded in reality. Take the same individual. Now we apply it on a very surface level. Take the same individual that's breaking down all this shit to you about knowledge and this and that. And now a real person that's really in tune with themselves is going to look at this person and see if they are a living example of what they're talking about and teaching. And this will confirm, and you can see that the person is out of touch with their shadow self. So if i got some, some male or female sitting there, how they so spiritually into this and into that, but now, not from a judgmental perspective, but from a reality perspective, I look at it and say, well, man, this motherfucker's breaking down herbs and spirituality. Nigga driving a raggedy-ass car and fucking yeah. <laughs> got a grungy-ass, crunchy-ass place where they live and fucking kids look all crusty and shit and they got a dollar <laughs> in their pocket. So I can't take anything you're saying serious because you're not a living example of the information you teach. Now, listen, we, we did a show again a while back. You're not supposed to be broke. And we're not focusing on material. Well, you see, materialistic things are evil. Fuck you. I'll take all the materialistic shit you don't want. Bottom line <laughs> is this. You should be successful if you have all this knowledge. So you're, there's, there's something in your shadow self. There's an imbalancement. If you can, and I'm, not, and I'm not saying that you're supposed to be a millionaire. What I am saying is there should be. No, but you should have some, the fucking basics, though. There you go. Holding shelter, nigga. God there you damn, go. If you can't have that shit, yeah, yeah, there's some well, yeah, imbalance. But listen, listen, check this out. We were super, super spooky spiritual for years, and we were all, you know, into that mindset. Now, I learned through life experiences through that time and now even to this time, the woman who was wearing the dashiki, the big-ass ankh with the fucking head wrap, wearing, fucking, wearing the frankincense and myrrh and all that shit, smelling like the vine. They're freaky. Okay. She's about, not all of y'all, I'm not saying all of y'all because I'm not going to generalize, but the ones I experienced were about as ready to die, ride or die chick, as people say, as um, <clears throat> really they weren't. But the female who was the ones that all these conscious sisters want to put down, the sister that was still showing, wearing some tight-ass pants, or the sister that just was twerking. A, just a regular just, sister, you know? No, no, no. Yeah, the sister that was twerking and fucking wearing tight pants and still wearing weaves and shit. That she was more down. More, that sister was more ready and ready to die and about me and about her and our existence and ready to That's do right. some shit 
Then the That's fucking right. sister who's super spiritual and mad, Juicy Ray, whatever her fucking name was, <laughs> okay, she she was more spiritual, I mean, she was more about it than your ass ever was. And there's a reason for that, because when you get right. into this super spooky, spiritual, conscious state of existence and mindset, you fucking lose all sense of reality, and you fucking, tra- you're trying to be a transcender. And me and fucking Beniti talk about this shit all the time. What the fuck are you trying to transcend, and where the fuck That's are you right. trying Transcending too. Exactly, exactly. Where, Where are you, you going? Transcending to? Mm. Because niggas always want to transcend something. Where the fuck are you transcending to? First of all, where are you going? I am transcending to Nirvana. They're transcending ah. something. Instead of realizing <laughs> you're not transcending shit, nigga, you're here. Deal with right. what you are and where you are and how you are here. You're in the here and now. But these spooky sisters I used to date were always somewhere else but here. They were always walking around barefoot. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> fucking dirty ass feet with some fucking. They was, they was in know. tune with the earth, brother. But they were spiritual. Yeah. They were spiritual because they had a fucking Kyrie uh, ankle bracelet, so that made them spiritual, brother. You know, they yeah. had a fucking, you know, they had a fucking skirt from Ghana with some, you know, colors and, and symbols on there. Oh, so that made them super spiritual. But the the minute they heard a gunshot, them niggas was cowering and gone. Come on now, really? You're you're not dealing with your shadow self. Your shadow self, your primal self, what is it? First of all, the things that you don't deal with is the things that the shadow self is. For example, what what makes you the most afraid in life? Some of the things we discussed tonight. Some of the things we discussed tonight might be one of your fears, not having food. If you have a child, not being able to feed your child. Whatever the case is, those are some of the shadow self things that you have to deal with. You have to overcome that part of yourself, not by becoming mad. You deal with it by fucking cutting all that external shit and titles you gave yourself and dealing with just this primal essence and say, Damn, what is it what most drives my fear, right? And fear is not real. Danger is real because it's always around you in a lot of instances, but fear is just a concept in your mind that drives your fucking adrenaline to rise up. But how do you practice facing that shit? I'll give you an example. Here's an example. You want a simple ritual and you don't need candles or nothing else. Your ass is afraid of the dark. Your ass got to go pee to the bathroom or wherever you got to fucking go pee, right? Hopefully it's the bathroom. But if you got to go pee, don't turn on no fucking lights. Go in that shit <laughs> in the dark. Just find the that toilet nigga, in nigga, the dark. Niggas be rushing, looking for that light. Where that fuck at? Yeah. Where is it at? Don't turn shit on. Sit in the motherfucking dark. Pee in that fucking, sit on that toilet and pee in that motherfucking in the dark. If you'll do, stand up and pee or if you sit down, good, because more accurate, your asses don't miss as much if you sit down. Anyways, pee in that shit. Don't turn on no lights. Find your way. Clean yourself up. Find your, hopefully you clean your ass up before you get back in that bed, you nasty motherfucker. You know, some motherfuckers, anyways, some motherfuckers are straight nasty, man. Yeah, they don't wash hands. They don't wipe their dick. They don't wipe their, their vaginas. Nah. Nasty fuckers. But anyways. Pee stains in the drawers and shit. Yeah. But I say this because... That's a simple ritual. You're afraid of the dark? Practice sitting in that motherfucker without moving, just in the fucking dark without turning on no lights. Can you do that shit? How long can you do it? 
And you'll see that and, every time you'll start extending that time and facing that fear more and more. And you'll realize there's really nothing there. Now, some of y'all motherfuckers may see some, some energy moving around, you know what I'm saying, some spirits and shit. That's some motherfuckers that's jumping out your ass. Your demonic shit correct. jumping out your, your ass that you ain't addressed. So that fucker trying to get your attention and you running from that shit when it's really you well, talking to you. I'm sorry, on, real quick, on that same note before I forget. We had talked about, uh, again, on, on, on an older show a while back, uh, another great thing to do to connect with what you're saying, Brother Ravana, and we've done this plenty of times in the past. Uh, you, can, you can also identify a lot of things collectively as a group, as far as the shadow self, the real self. Um, if you gather people and, and, and get together to do group meditation, one thing, I mean, I'm saying complete silence, darkness, no distractions. I mean, if you want to have something burning, smoke it, whatever. But for the most part, you want it to be complete darkness and silence, as, as the brother was just explaining. Now, I've noticed this many times over the years. And, and, and Brother Sargidi, you've been, you've been at a couple of them with me back in the past in the temple, where people sit in groups to meditate, and they can't fucking sit still. <laughs> yeah. Pay attention to this. They, if you've ever, anybody's ever done anything in a group, you will find that as soon as everything calms down and gets silence and the darkness kicks in and the vibe is changing, there's always that one or two or a couple of people or more that are fidgeting, they're moving every five seconds. You can hear it. They can't stay still. You can hear their breathing patterns change because their adrenaline is pumping up. What's happening is when you get into that darkness and silence, you are going to come face-to-face with the shadow slash real self, or you are going to come face to face because when the subconscious mind, when the mind relaxes and comes down, the mind now starts to receive an influx of thoughts. So when a lot of people, when they feel that transformation starting to happen, when they're sitting in the darkness or they're participating in individually doing this or doing oh, this, they, they get, they start, they're about to shit on themselves. They, well, a bunch of things start to happen. They can't sit still. They, you know, uh, they, you know, their adrenaline they starts rushing. Spirit. They got restless spirits. They got exactly. They're not. They're not able to really address the essence of who and what they are, and be. And this is why we say, when dealing with the set concept of the deity set, the deity of chaos. This is what this represents. Remember, set is a representation of the isolation of your personal consciousness, that's which right. that simply that simply means that an individual has to be able to tap in to their higher self to really understand who and what they are, number one, and their place in the scheme of things, everything that vibrates around them. Not reverse. It's always taught to you reverse. You must become part of the all, and you must work with the system and the unit. That cannot be anything furthest from the truth. That was done intentionally. Now, you're going to find out, as we've said in that representation, you always hear us use the term, out of chaos and darkness comes what? Order. Now, apply that to yourself and the shadow self for an example. You can't start getting yourself in order if you do not go into the darkness and the chaos first. Okay? You can't, you can't, you can't just get up. You can't just come up, get up and say, oh, I've been in bad relationships. I, was, I belong to a whole a bunch of corrupted information and knowledge for years. I've been indoctrinated. I've been through all this shit. I came through a bad, bad. You guys gonna? Uh, no, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna They're deal gonna with that. Mad now, brother. They're gonna do yeah, mad. I'm mad now. I'm a fucking master madness <laughs> now. Okay. 
This is what we're saying in order. You have to go back into the darkness and the chaos first. You can use the same term you hear in the, for you biblical motherfuckers, right? It says in your own Bible, right, in the book of John, and niggas don't know what it means. They say, oh, that represents Jesus, the religious motherfuckers. No, it says the light shineth in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. That's the same shit. When you go into the shadow self, and when that, that light or that intellect is emerging out of that darkness, and you're not able to address it when it comes, that's what that quote. Now, you, when you go through the sacred orders, you get the real breakdown of the shit, not the surface shit. I want to um, I want to share a couple of things. This is from this lady named Connie, which I think is very powerful. It says, uh, the shadow disguises itself in our projections. When we react intensely to a trait in others that we fail to see in ourselves, if we feel disgusted, incredulous, or embarrassed by another's trait or behavior, and our response is exaggerated, then we may be seeing an aspect of our own shadow indirectly, out there where it's safer to observe it. We project by attributing this quality to the other person in an unconscious effort to banish it from ourselves. Whom do you hate or judge the most? What group of people most repulses or terrifies you? What is it that you cannot stand in a family member or friend? The shadow blurts out in slips of the tongue. When, like the archetypal fool, we make embarrassing misstatements, the shadow slides past the gates of consciousness momentarily and reveals unintentional feelings or thoughts, such as sexual, nudo, sarcasm, or cruelty. Caught with our mask down, we smile in embarrassment. For instance, in describing a gift of cufflinks from a father-in-law, which previously had belonged to the donor's own father, a client said, I just can't believe he gave me those handcuffs. Unknowingly, the client revealed that he felt trapped too quickly in this man's line of descent and resented a presumption of intimacy what do you secretly wish you could say, but believe that you cannot? That's right. But sharing this is just an example of some of the traits of shadow. The things that you are discussing about and other people is actually a part of your shadow self that you reject. The things that you react to the most is a reflection of you. That's right. You know, you get emotional about that's that's why earlier when we were talking about all those shootings and and all this stuff that's that's inciting people's emotions. That's why when Ronald Newman was talking about it earlier, that's why I was saying those that get emotional and want to react, they're reacting to the things that they fear. So you're not you're you're not just getting emotional because you actually feel sad for the person that got killed. You're worried about what if that happens to you. You understand right. what I'm saying? Exactly. That's the reality. Life. That's right. Because that's the, at, at the end of the day, that's what it boils down to. Because you're seeing yourself in that same position. What if that or was you, me? Think about that. Or you, or, or you could, I just add this, or you could say you're, you're in a room. And you're in a room with a group of homophobic people, for example, right? And you'd be like, uh, and you just say out loud, you'd be like, that motherfucker right there is gay. 
And then you'll you'll hear one motherfucker in there say, I ain't gay. That's the motherfucker that's gay. That's right. He's gay. That was his shadow self. That was his shadow self that just revealed that. But I got condemned for saying that on on, on a post one day. But anyway, listen. And there's nothing nothing wrong with that because that's your personal thing. But I'm just showing how the shadow self, you can lie to people all day, but the shadow self is going to reveal the truth. But most Mm -hmm. importantly, you lie to yourself. But think about this. In Bronx Tale. How many of y'all ever seen the movie Bronx Tale? I know, Great Benita, movie, I know you've seen that shit, right? Great movie. Yeah. And Sonny. Sonny, right? Um, he's told, it's better to be loved or hate. That's right. He says it better be loved <laughs> or feared. Fear. Remember? There you go. Yep. He says it better be loved or feared. And he said, feared. And Sonny said, well, why? He said, because. Because fear basically keeps people in place and respecting you. Love allows you to get hurt, and people use you. In so many that's words, right. that's what he said. It's not. A, I'm not saying it verbatim, but that was always stuck in my head because this is what this society, this government runs on. They don't want you to love them. They want you to fear their ass. That's right. Don't you understand? Because they know how to activate the shadow self in each and every individual and keep them in line because the fear is activated. So now I'm on constant edge. You understand? This is what it is. And this show was perfect timing because we picked the title of the show before these these shootings even occurred. And, and, okay. and on that same note, on that same note, before I forget, Fourth of July that just passed. On that same note of fear, okay, I did something intentionally just to see. You know, on my personal Facebook page, like I said, I don't do the public thing no more. Because I, I got fucking tired of that shit. I can't. You got tired um, of the meditation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ra Setian, uh, Muhammad Farrell, <laughs> Ahmed. You know, wants to send me eighteen questions. Like I got time to sit all goddamn day at a computer and ask eighteen questions. Well, long story <laughs> short. Long story short, I, I I sent a post out on Fourth of July just to show you how people are programmed. You know, we were having a barbecue you know, doing the 4th of July thing, you know what I mean? Uh, what you're not supposed to do because that's white people shit. So, yeah, you know, yeah. the, 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 the classic shit. program shit. So now, mind you, my my wife, who's... who's that's celebrating so, so white people. Yeah, 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 whatever. My my wife, who is Jamaican, my, fir- my, my first wife that passed away, my other son, my first wife was from St. Croix. So my first son uh, is, is a mixture of uh, different nationalities, uh, Lebanese, Sicilian, Crucians, Jamaican, the whole nine. So I sent a tweet out to go to show you how people are so fucking stupid. Not a tweet, a Facebook thing, whatever. Tweet that's whatever the fuck that. Anyway, so I put on there, you know, it makes me sit here and think about all these people that talk about how fucked up America is, all these other different ethnicities and groups, right? And to show you how easy it is to tap into their shadow self, I simply put this, this, this statement out. I said, look, hey, and I got love for all melanated people. I don't care if you're Cuban, Mexican, Puerto Rican, Trinidadian, Jamaican, African-American, whatever. But here's the thing that I'm fucking tired of. So I put this out on my Facebook. I said, you know what? I'm so tired of other people from other countries that come here and bitch and complain about how bad it is in America and how fucked up it is here, and this place is so mussed up, and the system, this and that. <laughs> and, then they, and then they talk about how great their country is. So I simply intentionally said this. Because I knew every reaction. I said, I said this just so I knew, because I knew the program reaction I would get. 
I said, if that's the case, why don't you just go back to where the fuck you came if it's so bad here? Oh, see, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> think about it for think about it for a minute. If it's so fucked up here, if it's so bad here, and I and, and I had a conversation with a Mexican dude, right? And let's be real. The country of Mexico is in a fucked up state. The political, very the government, the whole nine. It's in a very it's in a very bad that situation, that a very bad state. Yeah, oh, it's in a fucked up state. Right. So now check this check this out. So I simply made the statement. You know, you got all these Mexicans now and you know, protesting at Donald Trump gatherings. You know, Viva Mexico and how great Mexico is. Now here's the thing: <laughs> you guys, you guys created your own problem. If it's so fucking great in Mexico, go back. You understand? I'm not saying that in a racist sense. If you're taking it racist, then you're emotional and you don't understand what I'm saying. I'm it's saying truth, you cannot though. come it's here, bitch, and complain and sit here and talk about yeah, fucking. That's, fuck the, the, that's the question you have to ask them. What made you come here? Well, there what you go. Made, now you're leading to what made that. you stay here. Exactly. And what makes you not go back? Correct. The, the, the answer is simple. The only reason why you're complaining is because some heat is coming down on you and your people, and now you're in an uproar and you're upset because your little shadow self-fragile issues are coming to the surface because right. you haven't dealt with that. And it's just common sense things. If you have an issue where you're at, you can always leave. It's a free you have Thank a free you. choice to do that. I never say free will. It's a big difference. You have free choice. And, 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 as, if, and as if, and the reason why I bring this up real quick, as if, to oh, you go back to Africa, motherfuckers. Let's dress these motherfuckers. <laughs> See, I'll sit there and say, you know, you can run the psychological game. I, I, I'm, I'm coming to you straight up. I ain't trying to go nowhere. If you niggas think you're going to go back to Africa as if Africa is in a great state right now, as if you're going to go to where you're going to Africa, there's more warfare more corruption, religious intolerance, financial and economic. I'm not saying there's no prosperous parts of Africa. There's more technically advanced. Let's not also paint Africa as it's just nature, trees, and wind. There's some big technological industrial cities in Africa. So they don't show you that part of Africa. So people hear Africa and all you hear about, you think, oh, I'm going to be in nature. And, and, and like, I think all <laughs> Africa is nature and there's no cities in Africa. Well, let's You're going to be running in, running in grass fields, but next Right. <laughs> let's not fool ourselves as if the situation, the condition, the political environment, the economic, it is worse in all of Africa now than it is the United States. Europe is starting to go into disarray, right? All these other countries in Latin America, we see how bad it is getting in Venezuela. We see how bad it's getting in Puerto Rico right now with the economic situation there and the government situation there. So I'm, I'm confused because everybody's sitting here, and I'm not saying it's perfect here. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that America's perfect. We don't have any problems. That's we don't shit. have any issues. That's That's what that's I shit. Am, we doing, we, we doing better right. than a lot of people. Right. What I am saying is where the fuck are you going to go? Where are you going to tell me it's better? And mind you, the, the stuff we're talking about right now, if we were in certain parts of Africa, they would come take, chop our head off. Yeah, they, they, we, this, there would yeah. be no radio show, nigga. There would be no radio show. This is like totally we'll again. So my thing is, do all you go back to Africa, niggas? Do you think you go go back to Africa and practice your 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 Egyptology? What you think in your mind is correct Egyptology? Do you think you just gonna <laughs> set up shop and you're gonna start talking about how the black man is God and and that doesn't <laughs> that's not how it's you you go into countries now that are infiltrated by Islam, Christianity, and Judaism. And as anybody knows growing up, 
all of our life in New York, we saw how African immigrants from Senegalese, Somalia, from Ethiopia, from Nigeria, they have no respect for American melanated people. They look down upon melanated people, and there's a multitude of reasons for that. They don't even accept African Americans as being African. So I'm confused where niggas think they're going to get off a plane wearing a dashiki and I'm home, brother. That's not how it works. <laughs> Let me address that real quick. Let me address that real quick. As a tourist, yes, they love your ass. Let me say that slowly one more time. As a tourist, yes, they love your ass. Why? Spending that dough. Spending money in their country. They're going to make That's you right. feel like their long-lost African-American cousin who's now coming home to Africa. Well, when you That's, live there, you're taking money from their country. That's exactly. That's that's the tourist way. That's how you treat tourists. Now come there in droves, and tens of thousands of African Americans start moving there at once. Watch how that hospitality goes out the door, and then they're the gonna hostility. Say, oh, we, need, we need to we need to uh, we need to do something about this immigration problem. Now you're an immigrant all of a sudden. We need to do something about this immigration problem, and we need to find a solution to this because African Americans are taking over because they're more educated, they're more this, 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 that, and now we're going to get put up uh, out of power of our own country. This, it, it, listen, people, wherever you go, you're going to have the same situation because people That's are always right. going to be threatened by power and and lack of power. That's you're it. a tourist, so they love you. I went to Jamaica recently. They love my ass in Jamaica. Oh yeah. And yeah, and yeah, yeah, because they got they wanted me to buy this shit. They loved me. They was they were showing me the fucking world in Jamaica. Okay, now me and about two hundred people decide to move to Jamaica. What are they gonna do? <laughs> uh, the money's no longer coming to Jamaica. You understand that now? I'm not bringing money there anymore. I'm just a regular nigga now. So basically, okay. you brought America over to Jamaica. That's basically what you did. You got your exactly. own America now. And and now there's lack of tourists coming there, so the money is not circulating throughout the country the way it should. Because now we're also taking from the money that's there. Don't you understand? It's all uh, it's all what you want to hear and think of when you go to these places. Oh, they love us. We'll be accepted. Bullshit. Bullshit. Come there with thousand people. You're in trouble now because now now. You're taking from their money. You're not bringing money no more. It's all what it is, man. It's just people deal with some shit, dude. See, this this the shit that we always say in these shows. That's why we go into all these topics and try to connect it for y'all because the shadow self is vast, and it deals with so much insecurities and so much pain and wounds and trauma that you it does you can't just tell me I'm healed now. I've dealt with my shadow self, really. Because every time you think you're healed now and cured, there's some other situation, life situation that's going to pop up that's going to make you address that very part that you thought you healed. Because right. it's 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 embedded in you in different levels from childhood. And you know how many uh, patches you put over that wound since you've been a child? In your teenage years, you added more patches over that wound. In your adult years, you've added more Patches nah, brother. Wood, See, my my, my crown chakra is activated, brother. My crown chakra is activated. So, so what happens is anything you repress only becomes stronger. That's right. The shadow self has to work inward, outward. You have to learn to express your shadow self. We're not telling you to go buck wild, crazy, fucking loony bin. What we're telling you is learn to express that shit. Learn to appease some parts of your shadow self 
If not, it's going to eventually do, as Carl Jung said, people will do the, people will do anything, even the absurd, to avoid facing their soul. Let me say that again. People will do anything, even the absurd, to avoid facing their soul. So many people, because you repress these things about yourself, you repress the shadow self, what happens is you end up pushing that energy so far down that it builds up, builds up, and it pushes back up so strongly that it basically leads you to do some stupid-ass shit. Get your ass locked the fuck up. Yeah, to the extreme max, that can end you locked up, dead, or have somebody else dead around you that should have not been. Okay? And that's because you didn't deal with that shit. And you don't right. deal with that because you want to call on Shango, Oshun. You want to call on, you know, um, fucking Matt. And well, they're going to fix my problems, brother. You want to call on Shango. You want to call on this shit. But you don't call on yourself to deal with yourself. You don't call on why is it that I want all the attention to myself. And I think I'm the number one man for my wife, my mate, my girl, whatever. And no one has uh, anything better than me. I, I'm, only, I'm the best, okay? You want to delude yourself to that mentality. And then you find her looking at somebody else, and then you find her smiling and flirting a little bit. Because flirting is human nature. And if you if you fucking think people don't flirt, you're a fucking fool, dude. Anyways. Nah, bro. You're supposed to, nah, you're supposed to, you're supposed to be modest, yeah. brother. If you're a female, you're supposed to keep your eyes. This ain't Islam, nigga. But anyway. If she flirts, she cheating, brother. If she yeah. flirts, she cheating, you, brother. Before I forget what you just said, the other aspect of not dealing with the shadow self, which we can shift it to you know, the, the individual that doesn't take any responsibility for their actions. Let's talk about that real quick because what tends to happen is you're basically describing now people that find exterior motives of why they're not successful. They'll sit there and, and, and come up with every excuse in the book. They'll always, it's, you know, it's that person that people are out to get me, people are setting me up. There's always obstacles in my path. They never once ever stop and say, well, hold on. Maybe if I really look at this thing in its full perspective, maybe I'm doing something that's creating the energy that's causing these obstacles in my path. Because I find that a lot of people you talk to that are struggling on all levels, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically, they maybe can't get their diet in order. Let's, let's, let's peep this for a quick second. They can't get their diet in order. And I'm not going to get into a whole diet class, but if you don't think having your diet and your eating habits and your exercise habits balanced out does not connect to your spirituality, you're a complete buffoon. Because if you're in bad health and you have a bad diet and you're not doing anything to better the physical, let's not, let's not fool ourselves, people. Let's not go to Spookville Cadet Spaceship 101 when we no, can't no, even brother, master the, the physical. Basic. The, the physical don't matter, brother. Yeah, okay. If you can't master the basic physical principles, how the fuck in the world are you going to sit here and, and, and grasp the highest spiritual principles? So you got individuals that are struggling physically, say, with their diet and exercise, and then they'll find every excuse. Well, I, work, I, hear, I hear this all the time. I can't go to the gym and exercise because I work all the time. I'm on the run all the time, so I got to eat bad food. I'm giving you all the excuses, right? 
we can go through a list of them. I'm going to, I'm going to go through these four things real simple. And then you'll sit there and say, well, if you were really dedicated and you really wanted to address. You'll find time. You'll find the time and you'll come up with a plan around that. All right, so that's the people I run into over the years that give me every, every excuse in the book why they can't get their physical aspect in order. Okay. Then you got the other individuals that are always, in, uh, always got family problems, relationship problems. There's always fucking drama going on around them, but it's never their fault. They didn't do anything. They didn't cause it. They're always the ones that are the victim. She, people that don't deal with their shadow self, they always play the victim. They always take the role of the victim. Pay attention to that, right? They always, there's always a situation on the job. Oh, people at the job don't like me. You know, people are plotting again. The list goes on and on and on. They never once stop and say, well, maybe there's a certain – I'm not saying people don't set out intentionally sometimes to do stupid shit to people. That's not what I'm saying. I am saying that for the individual that constantly thinks that they have no responsibility, if they really dig, they will find out that maybe you're not looking – at yourself first. Then you got the other motherfuckers that can't keep a dollar in their pocket, okay? And they have every reason. I can't, I can't make enough of money. I can't hold a job. Or I'm not making enough of money doing this. Or they're comfortable in a certain way of their doing things. Say they wanted to start a business. Or they're working a certain job and it's not working out or panning out. But because they're in their comfort zone, they're afraid of change. You're going to find also shallow people are afraid of change. They're afraid to dive into dramatic change. And as we've said before, when you address the, the shadow self and you work with dark magic, black magic, dark energy, dark energy is the, is the teacher by fire. It's no, I'm going to hold you and rock you in my arms and be nope. sensitive and teach you. <laughs> it's, it's like we used Kali for an example. The energy of Kali, Kali will teach you how to swim by just throwing you in the pool. And shadow people are basically afraid of change. So they get complacent. They stay stuck in, 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 in the mundane way of doing things. And then they want to turn around and complain, well, I can't make no money. Then you have the relationship shadow people that are always in bad relationships because they have this stigma about themselves, especially if it's a female that's constantly in bad relationships, being taken advantage of. She doesn't realize she's projecting an energy that she's sending out, that's sending signals where dude sees, oh, this is a female that I can take advantage of and manipulate mentally and control. And then they want to know, oh, well, you know, I don't know why this keeps happening to me. I keep running into these dudes. They just keep treating me like shit. I'm a good person. Right, I'm a good person. That's my favorite. Uh, Let me ask you this. What the fuck is a good person? And what terms are we and what are we defining that shit by? What criteria do we use? If somebody comes to me, and I'm glad you brought that up, Brother Sargini. If somebody comes to me and says, well, you know, I'm a good person. First thing that clicks in my mind, what map or guideline are we using to base that on? How do we, how do we label somebody a good person? I'm confused with that. You understand? It doesn't make any sense to me. But these are all attributes of the individual or the person who does not want to deal with their shadow self and address these issues. They always have the same behavior patterns. They always are blaming things outside of themselves. They never take responsibility for anything. They always play the role of the victim. And then the most important thing we've been talking about tonight, they get into all these mystical dogmas and philosophies because it's an escape from reality. Yep. Like, like Ramana Nunez, you were just saying, all of a sudden now they master my at. Now they're so spiritual and they practice my at all the time because they've created the illusion now that that's going to just disguise and hide 
all of the personal bullshit they got going on in their subconscious mind that they're not addressing. Perfect, with. perfect example. Perfect example. Now, you're a person who has to be at the forefront for everything, right? You're, you're, you're the, you're the first, you're the first, uh, you know, uh, teacher. You're the first uh, occultist. You're the first magician. You're, you know, they always got to be number one for everything, right? They, they just can't fucking seem to want to share anything. They got to be the shit. They always got to try to have the latest shit, the secret shit, the, the real shit. You know, the shit is shit, right? All this shit. What that's really saying, if you pay attention closely, is I'm an attention whore. I seek all the attention in the world because somewhere along the line, I didn't receive attention in my formative right. years, early formative right. years, when I should have. So right now, I want the limelight. I want to be the best. I want to be the everything. And you have to come to me for all this because you helped me feed my ego. But I'm going to teach you about dealing with your bullshit but I have, still haven't dealt with my own bullshit as far as being the attention whore and wanting all this attention. There's a reason why y'all, most of y'all do not know how we three physically look most of the time that come listen to the show. That's because we don't give a fuck about being seen, being in the limelight, and being the shit. Because we generally don't give a fuck about all that star status. All we care about is getting this shit out to y'all. Y'all do what you want with it if you choose to do something with it. So you understand that you have a lot of people who constantly want the limelight, constantly want to seem like they're on some next-level shit, but in reality they just as fucking have just as many issues as somebody who knows nothing. That's right. And I know this from firsthand experience because I've taught for years in the limelight, in the public. And that shit did nothing but feed my ego and fucking disguise my issues. Okay? And bring some crazy psychotic females to you. Exactly. (laughs) And I finally had to deal with my issues and step away from all that shit and just deal with myself and work within myself and my shadow within my issues, within things of that nature. I no longer seek any of those things. So when we share these things with Charles, it's not like we're just shooting the breeze and talking like we don't know um, from a firsthand experience. We experience these things. We were teachers publicly. We were there teaching class hundreds of people. We had, you know, all kinds of females wanting and liking us because we were teachers. That that got tired and played out because... That part of self was never truly uh, connected with and worked on. Now that we're, we've done work for many years and still continuously doing work, because the work never ends, we don't seek right. any of those things. We just seek to genuinely share the shit. Y'all do what you want to do with it. But understand what Benita was saying. These are examples of people that are seeking these things and have never fully dealt with their shadow self, but they want to teach right. Uh, about relationships, yet their relationship <laughs> shambles. Their, their relationship is fucked up and falling apart. But publicly, they want to make it seem like that shit is lovely, right? That's right. They want to make it seem like that shit is like fucking royalty relationship bullshit. Your shit is fucked up, and we know it's I fucked got, up. Brother, I got, I got my goddess, and she got her god. Fuck that. <laughs> god and the goddess could be retarded as fuck, and both have it. <laughs> I want to hear that shit. <clears throat> bottom line is, 
people people disguise things. People disguise things even in their own relationships, and then you wonder why. What two years later, why this couple that seems so great together is no longer together? That's because they go. have more issues than they publicly you would ever know. And in public, they right. were like the best of friends, but in private, they were tearing each other apart. You understand? Right. Because people don't like right. to deal with these things. They like to hide. They seek the tension. They seek the limelight. And that can only sometimes escalate situations within your relationship even more. And it's right. funny because the, the, two, the two greatest times of facing your shadow self is in a relationship with an intimate mate and in a relationship with your children. Those are yep. the two greatest times when you see everything about yourself. Well, hey, 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 I'm sorry. You know, you know, you know, it's powerful because speaking of all this, people, as you get older, you find out you spend your whole life chasing something that doesn't even exist. And let me, let me clarify that for a quick second. All these people that are, you know, everybody, everybody has in their mind the model of what they think the perfect life is for them. I want to say that again. Everybody has in their mind. The, the perfect model of what they think their life should be. So they create these false illusions, and they spend their whole life chasing something that doesn't exist. And let me give you an example if you're not quite following me, um, if you're listening. Let's take the person, the mystical, spiritual person, that wants to know the, 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 the high, the secrets of, of all this sacred knowledge, and they want to know, like, like Ravana knew you said a minute ago, they, want all this, have, they have to be the first to have all this deep shit, so they start creating this illusion that they have this deep shit. And once they get this deep shit and now they got it and the thrill wears down, now they're looking for the next great thing to, they can think in their mind that makes them special and convince other people they're special. So what they're finding out, they, they keep chasing things outside of themselves that's not real. Now, I liken this to people, when we did the show over the last two weeks about not being a follower and creating your own spiritual path, we mentioned the follower person. This is the follower person. Now, the reason why I want to bring this back up real quick, real simple. The follower person is another individual that's not in tune with their shadow self because they can be easily taken advantage of. What I mean by that is these are usually your people that are attracted to these groups that claim to have these special secrets. And, there's, you know, there's, there, we talked about it a few weeks ago. There's that blueprint that they all have. You need to join. If you don't join and get in, you'll never get the real secrets and yeah, they you know, make you and you're feel gonna, special when you join. Right. They make you feel special, and then they have you chasing it. Then when you get in, then they create this illusion that there's layers that you need to go through to get. And then, long story short, not to keep beating on it, long story short, you find out as time goes by, there really wasn't any great secret. The great no. secret was there is no secret, okay? That's the great secret. If I can keep creating the illusion that there's a secret, I got you hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, you, find, you, have, you find out you find out that you, that you just spent a bunch of money and wasted time for nothing. For nothing. Okay, that's that person. Then you have then you have the other individual um, that we were talking about earlier because this is key. This is critical. You have the other individual that's you know whether it's finances, relationships, you know they're looking for the perfect mate. They're looking to become a millionaire, right? But ask the average individual. No, this is part because it, it goes to show you the behavioral patterns. You know, everybody will go sit there and say, yeah, man, I want a million dollars, a billion dollars, right? And I would always say this, and they make them answer very quick because this will go to show you that they don't really look within themselves and they don't really use the power of their subconscious mind. Ask an individual, if you had $10 million right now, 
what would you do to it? If they've got to stop and think for more than 20, 30 seconds, they've never really thought about it. And it goes to show you that they're more in control in the system. They're more programmed than they're really conscious of. Because the average motherfucker, if you put $10 million in their hand, they really wouldn't know what to do with it. I'm not talking about the mundane shit. Oh, I'd go buy a nice house. I buy my mother. Hey, they all say the same shit. I buy my mother a house. I go get me three yeah, cars. I take a bit. No, no. Yeah, I'm not talking about that mundane <laughs> shit. Because obviously, anybody that had money is going to do the basic shit. I'm saying, if you had $10 million, what's your big overall pitch of scheme of things? What would you do with that money yeah. to make an impact, not only on yourself, but if you're an individual that knows there's problems in the world, there's shit going on. And I'm not talking about the other nigga that just donates money to charity to clear his concert. You know, you got a lot of people that have money, like entertainers and actors. They just, you know, feel if I donate they don't, they don't really charity, give a shit. They, they just donate a couple of dollars, you know. You know, would you open schools? Would you open facilities of education to change the system? Would you create economic program? I'm saying nobody says the right things. They all say the mundane program spot. I'm bringing all this up again to show everything that we're talking about is connecting to this topic because you'll find out these are all attributes of individuals that don't really go into the shadow self because you're going to find out the shadow self will manifest to you Whatever it is you fear, and whatever manifests out of that fear, you need to conquer. Because if you don't conquer it, and again, we've likened in the past on older shows when we talked about the shaman, and we talk about Native American spirituality. And anybody that's gone through any type of shamanic teachings or rituals know that any great shaman taps into your subconscious mind, whether it's through hallucinogens or other ritualistic methods. Yep. And they make sure they tap into every aspect of the, deme- the demonic side of your, of your mind. Make you face they, shit. That's right. They make sure they manifest every demon that exists in your subconscious mind so you can address it and fight it and overcome all your fears. That's the shit that we're talking about right here tonight. That's the stuff we want to get people to see. You have to conquer what you fear. If you don't, you'll never, ever get to the level. This would explain why people don't have an overall balanced level of success. These are your people that say, hey, man, you know, I do the rituals. I've been doing them for six months. I'm not getting nothing out of it. Because there's some blockage there. Go back and listen to the chakra shows we did. There's, there's, there's issues going on within that you're not, you're not addressing. That's why you're not successful. It's not that the magic doesn't work. It's just the individual that's performing it, the vehicle that's performing it is not, is not functioning correctly. And you and can all... You can also say it like this: If we know, if we know it's all consciousness or mental, then there's a certain part of your consciousness that's not allowing you to manifest right. your right. your desire. There you go. That's exactly what I'm talking about. And I think this is great. I mean, if you guys want to add uh, a few more things, I didn't realize it was already 11 o'clock. We do need to get to the phones and the take the phone, bro. Take the phone. We good? But, uh, no, nah, man, I think, I think this has been great input from, from all of us because, uh, you know, it just opened the doorways to, uh, you know, to, to the realization of this, man. And this, this is the reality. And, again, as we said in the beginning of the show, the, the whole purpose is to give you points and techniques. We don't want to do a show where we're just ranting on and on about shit you can go do. You read, read yourself. So that's why when you tune into the show, we don't give you a history lesson. Or we don't sit here and rant for three hours about our own personal experiences because that would be fucking boring. And like I said in the beginning of the show, if I sat here or Ravana Noon sat here or Sargidi sat here 
And the star said, yeah, man, you know, last night I had an experience with Cali and tells you, I mean, yeah, that sounds cool and everything, but if I didn't have that experience, that's not a reality to me. And if I sit there sucking his dick and stroking his dick on, oh, shit, brother, that's real deep. Oh, shit, brother, that's real heavy. Now <laughs> I've, I've now gotten myself into the realm of faith and belief. And these are, and then, these are also and attributes. And you also and, and then, you're a follower. And, 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 you, and, then, and, then you ask, and then you ask a simple question like, what the fuck is that going to do for me? You know? No, no one anything. I can, I can tell you guys right now. Last night I had a dream with the Pillsbury Doughboy, and he shared some oh, profound shit. fucking information, dude. He told serious me recipes, huh? Serious shit. Yeah, he told me how how to make some good old ass motherfucking uh, croissant <laughs> sandwiches and shit. But anyway, <laughs> but he pro- I could tell you that, right? And I can repeat that shit over and over to it. It it it, it penetrates your subconscious mind, and you believe it. And then I'll make myself seem like I'm head honcho because. I'm the only one right now communicating with the Pillsbury Doughboy, right? But then let's say Asar communicates with the Pillsbury Doughboy, right? And then because I communicated first, I'm still going to find a way to circumvent Asar and make it seem like, well, no, see, that's not totally correct because Pillsbury, when he comes, he doesn't come like that. You know what I'm saying? He comes in this way. So, you know, it might have not been really a true contact or true channel. You understand? He he comes with a black cape on, brother. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So this this is the thing. So I can tell you that, and I can tell tell you a thousand different experiences. You know, I fucked uh, Lilith last night, and boy, that ass was fat. And you know, damn. <laughs> but at the end of the day, what fucking relevance does that have to your personal life? Um, the person listening to this, not the person saying it. That person listening to it, what real true relevance does it have in your life? that this person fucked Lilith other than I'm trying to convince you I'm some great shit by telling right. you. And, I, I, and, I don't, and not only that. I would have to tell you that because, hold on, hold on, listen, because anything personal, 99% of the time I will never share on this show. I will never share with anybody outside of my close friends, like the brothers and cl- other close Outside of that, I will <laughs> not share that shit because... I'm not trying to convince people of shit. I'm not trying to have people follow me. I'm not trying to get you to follow what I do or get down with the shit I'm working with. Because you got to yeah, find your right. own way and your own that's path, right. and that shit might not be something you need. It may fuck you that's up right. even more. Okay? That's right. What? Yeah, is, you know, what people don't understand. People don't understand that, you know, we also, you know, we on our own path as well, you know. We're facing our shadow selves as well. So it's like... You know, don't get the hint that, you know, we some spooky spiritual ass niggas. You know what I mean? That's just, you know, Let me tell you about how spiritual we are, right? Um, we can go do a magic ritual, and Benito, Benito will tell you, you know, we could do a magic ritual. He was here, and, and next five minutes, we in downtown looking at some fat ass. That's oh, yeah, that was some are. good shit. Okay, that's, that's the, how spiritual but, we but, are. But, but in that beauty, though, of Avenue, that's magic in itself. Exactly, because and that's what people don't understand, that you cannot classify just this group of tools and workings as being spiritual or magical, and this is not. Every aspect right. of your life is really magical if you really understand that shit. In that moment, when I'm in downtown, and me and Benito are sitting there, and we're we looking, looking at for a good strip club. Sound, we, was, we, was, we was looking for a good strip club, man. What you yeah, talking about? Yeah, exactly. We may it may seem mundane to you, but in reality, we're working our own chaos magic because for every woman 
that we looked at that fat ass, that looked back, acknowledged us, and smiled. We just created a stronger psychic connection and more psychic powers within ourselves to work. That's right. You understand, every little part of yourself that may seem mundane, it may seem physical, materialistic, or sexual, you can use every part of what seems weak about you and create it into some strength to work for you and with you. That's right. And and, and and I'm glad you I'm glad you bring that up, man. That's that's a good point because just as one minute, people think working spirituality and magic is always this setting where you're wearing a spiritual robe and you're at your altar and you know, you're chanting or you're doing some type of ritual with candles and incense. But that stuff has its place. That stuff is great. It serves a purpose. But sometimes the beauty we talked about another thing and I think we addressed that real quick before we go to the phone. And I think one of the powerful conversations we had over the weekend, we talked about how, you know, there's this big thing in consciousness that your humanity is your weakness. And we had a good conversation about this briefly, right? Your humanity, all these light side of organizations and these spiritual people coming to the light and, you know, humanity is your frailty and it's your weakness and holds you back. That can't be nothing <laughs> thing from the truth. It's the complete opposite. Because how can you know that humanity is your weakness when you have not embraced everything that exists in humanity, and it's not part of your DNA, your flesh, your blood, and your bones. See, when you try to avoid your humanity, when you try to avoid your desires, and I'm not saying you completely cave in and appease your desires, but indulgence plays an important role in, in mastery. Let me say that again. Indulgence plays an important role in the mastery on the physical realm. So if you're going to sit there and say, if you want to experience having sex with four people at the same time, let's just keep it real. And you have that in the back of your mind, and you just keep avoiding it, and you keep light side or peace love shit says, oh, no, that's not proper, that's not right. By you avoiding it and pretending that it doesn't exist, this is also shadow self, people, you're masking it. You're actually increasing the strength of the desire. I'll give you another let me, example. Let me add that. Hold on real quick. Let me add this example, mm-hmm. too. Um, I, I used to watch some Buddhist movies back in the days, right? And I had this one movie where this was dude was raised by a a uh, a guru, a master, okay? And he was raised, you know, the whole the whole teaching of modesty to this and this and that. He had never seen a shot of pussy in his life, never seen some ass or none of that shit, because he was raised by this guru the whole time, okay? Mm. Mm. The minute he saw that woman, something changed in him. All that meditating, all that fucking mantras, all that fucking, you know, uh, mm-hmm. using the mala beads, all that shit changes, dude. All he could think about every day after he saw this woman was her. In every which way, that's all he could think about. That's right. So one day, eventually, he left the master, and he went to go find this girl, and he went, and they had a relationship and all kinds of shit. Okay. Right. So he repressed it so much. He thought he was so spiritual that the repressed energy took over him and he just completely left his teachings, his workings, his everything he had ever done, he left it. He went through all the, the pains and joys and happiness and tragedies of a relationship, came back and saw the master on his deathbed. And he said, Master, I'm here to continue to teach you. And the master said, there's nothing else I can teach you. Why do you think the master would always say that in some of these movies or writings or or teachings? That's because the person had to experience life. You understand that? Exactly. Didn't have to experience being in a monastery or temple or some shit, ashram and isolated and being a monk Mm -hmm. or a nun. 
It wasn't until they experienced life that they broke away from being a monk or a nun that they understood what the teachings really meant. You have to experience things in your life, and no matter what, you cannot avoid it. Sisters, I'm going to tell y'all personally, y'all women are the most repressed sometimes in this society by by a long shot. Y'all have a lot of fucking weird-ass fantasies, weird-ass shit y'all want to do, but men make you feel like horrible shit. That's right. And, and, and another excellent point, and by the way, uh, brother, sorry, uh, GD, we, we, we're going to come head to you next in Tampa, man, because I know they, I know they got some spots over there we want to check out. Uh, so, uh, yeah, there's definitely some yeah. spots over here, man. Yeah, get, get, that, get that list together. We know. I heard. I heard stories, man. So we need to come back and check it out. <laughs> uh, but, but the point being is that's an excellent point. And, and, again, you can't become so spooky to the point and you bring, when you use the story about that movie you just talked about. That's a powerful story because you can become so engrossed in, in being a spiritualist and being, uh, you know, I'm so heavy and deep, and you lose sight of everyday reality. This is the problem. This creates that imbalance. And, and you've got to know how to put this all into perspective because it also can create guilt. Now, let's talk about that real fast, and then we're going to go to the phones. And, and the phone. It can create guilt in the sense that if you come and you've indoctrinated your mind with this whole mindset that I've got to be on this peace and love shit all the time, and if I have any type of thoughts, I don't know, one of you brothers' phones got must have a bad status. I don't know whose phone that is. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's I, not mine. I was just thinking. I don't know if it may. It could be, it could be the, uh, I'm not sure what it is, but I got to get some bad, bad status. But when, if you've been indoctrinated in this whole, I've got to be a goody two-shoe all the time, and if any influx of thoughts come into my subconscious mind, like some of the stuff we just mentioned, then help set them. You understand? An automatic program systematic feeling of guilt sets in. So we, we got to be careful on that fine line between, you know, how we put all these things into perspective because it can become a little bit confusing, all right? Also, um, what that noise is. Do you guys hear that noise? Yeah, I hear that shit. Like, what the fuck is that? That's, that, that's, the, that's the reptilians, brother. That's the reptilians. <laughs> they channeling, brother. They coming through. Uh, but anyway. Um, but no, let's... Uh-huh. I wanted to, uh, no, I wanted to say, yeah, um, shit, you, you find out when you, when you go into your shadow self, you find out, you know, how you really experience life, not so much from a conscious level, but a, a, a unconscious level, you find out how you've actually experienced your life. You find out when you go into your shadow self, you hey, know. Brother, keep, how, keep, brother, keep talking. Hold on, keep talking. I'm gonna hang up and call back to see if that changes. But keep talking. I'm gonna go ahead and hang up real quick and call back. All right, all right. Something's wrong. All right. All right. Yeah, go ahead, brother. yeah, you. Yeah, you find out. You know. Um, different parts of your shadow self, you find out, you know, how you was treated as a child, you know, when it comes to your family, you know, and, th- and things like that, you know, how you react towards, how you react towards the fe- the female gender, how you react towards the male gender. And, and brother, uh, I think people may not realize, because some of us may be a little older now, but we don't realize how much. Plays a part in the way we 
I can barely hear you because this shit is bad. Um, fuck. Huh? We could we could barely we could barely hear you because of the static. Um, I don't shit. I don't know if it's my phone. I don't know if I should wait until you know um, the needy call back in and then I call and then I hang up. You think it's you? That's the website. Everybody hears it too, man. People are typing in, so it's not. I I I completely logged out. Hung up and called back, but I got Waveman anti. Oh, I'm gonna hang up and call back real quick. See if it's your yeah, it's gotta be one of your brother's phone. Why won't your brothers hang up and call back? It's gotta be somebody's phone. Or so if if you guys hang up and call back, yeah, it's gone. Well, who just hung up? It was one of them brothers' phones. They just hung up. Okay. All right. It's definitely one of their phones. Let's let's wait till when they call back. It's gone, so I don't know which brother it was. Which one of them would have just hung up, and then the other one. Uh, but we'll, we'll 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 go ahead and see. Uh, but yeah, what we're gonna go, what we're gonna do is, I think we touched on a, uh, you know, enough. Hold on, saw so it's back. Let's see. Let's see if it was his phone. Hold on, plug him in. Sorry, you there? Yeah, I just yeah. Uh, when you guys hung up, it went away. So it, you're here. It's not your phone. It's clear as now. Let's see. Let's get Ravana Noon back on. Hold on. Ravana Noon, you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. yeah when you guys you. hang, when you when you guys hung up, it was one of your phones. It went away right when you hung up. Right. So I don't know which one it was. Probably just a bad connection for one of your phones. But it's gone. But yeah, uh, I'm a. Yeah, I'm a, I just want to add this in before you get to what you were saying, Ravana. Though, um, yeah, it's interesting, you know, uh, shit just for myself, you know, when I go into my shadow space, man, it's like, it's crazy to see the stuff that I really experienced, you know, while growing up, you know, um, you know, how I, how, what I experienced with my parents, grandparents, you know, friends, you know, uh, midget porn really... stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you start to, you know, you start to really see how life has really affected you. And the biggest thing is to not, to not look, look down on yourself and be like, damn, I'm fucked up. But to really understand that, you know, these are pretty much growth spurts if you want to say that these are growth spurts for you to really transform yourself. If you really get to the core of these things, brother, you got to transcend, you got to transcend brother. (laughs) But it is, um, like I was saying though, uh, I think a lot of people are not really aware of how much influence and damage our early years as children had on us. It's simple things like, you know, you got attention from your parents all the time, but you're a young dude, a young man, right? Young little boy, and you're starting to get older, and you're starting to make your own way, and you're starting to create your own, you know, personality. And you got a new basketball from grandma or baseball glove or whatever. You want to show your dad. You want to show your dad. 
your dad's too busy watching TV that he doesn't even notice that you're there, and much less when you start talking, he even pays attention to you. Right. That one incident, That's no matter how minute or one isolated incident it is, can affect you for years to come because the day you wanted your dad's most attention, you didn't he get didn't it. give it to you. So now you go through life seeking attention from any person or any which way possible to get that attention. So these people become extremists sometimes. You know, they'll they'll do extreme things to receive attention. And that continues to affect us, and that shadow side of stuff that we haven't dealt with continues to rule us to the point that we end up hurting ourselves in the long run, hurting our relationships in the long run, because your mate, your wife, your girl, your man, whatever, gives you attention, but it's not all the attention you want. So then you're going to end up going and sneaking and finding that attention from somebody else. Although your relationship is set, it's good, it's solid, it's whatever, you still go seeking that attention from somebody else because you never got it enough or that one time parents. when you were young and an That's right. And That's this a reality. is how easy it can it can be. Some simple isolated incident and it can affect us for years to come. And, Hell yeah. and people don't see that. They don't understand that fact because they in this society we're always taught to do what? Run from our issues. Run from brush it, brush, brush it off. Act like it don't exist. Exactly. Run from your anger. Hide your anger. Don't deal with your anger. Don't Control your emotions. Yes. It, you it, need it, to be saved. You need to get in the church. You need you some Jesus. You know, exactly. there's all these there's all these tools to cover the shit up. Yep. But you never know, deal with it. Never deal with it. All right. Let's uh get to the phones. Um, again, if your phone is muted. Please, uh, now would be the time to unmute your phone. Uh, and, again, we encourage people to register with TalkShoe. To, you know, when you register, you get a username. Um, there's no charge. It's free. And it would be a lot easier because then we can identify people on the call by the specific name they registered. Unfortunately, we have a lot of people that just come in weekly, and all it shows is your state. Now, the problem with that is, and I think sometimes when we go to the phones, we don't get a response. We have multiple people on from the same state. We'll have multiple people on from Florida, New York, Mississippi, et cetera. So all I can do is call the state and just speak, and if you're able to be heard, you'll be heard. Um, but, again, we do encourage people to register with TalkShow to get a username, so then it would be a, it would be a lot easier uh, being able to, uh, you know, call people individually out by their specific name that they registered. Uh, but having said that, since that's not the case and not everybody's registered, if you are on the call and you would like to ask a question or, a com or you'd like to give a comment or we would like to get your feedback on uh, maybe something that you can add to what we were talking about tonight, because uh, I know we touched on a lot and sometimes we just go to the phone and it's great that people are just listening, but we want people to interact again because we say be part of the experience, not just listen to it or read about it. Um, but partake in the experience. That's the only way you're going to really learn. That's the only way you're going to master any of the stuff that we're talking about. Uh, so, again, make sure your phones are not muted when we call your specific state, or there are some people in here that do have registered names, and I will call you out by your registered name kind of in the queue as it pops up. Uh, if you are online, I know there's some comments, not too many as of right now, 
unfortunately, when I logged out and logged back in, it erased all the comments and the questions. So I would ask you, uh, again, if you have a question and you're just listening online or a comment that you would like us to read uh, to maybe the people that are just on the call and are not online, feel free to type in your questions and comments online, and we'll also address them. Again, I just want to reiterate when I signed out to sign back in when we were having that little static problem, unfortunately, it cleared the whole chat board. I don't see any of the comments anymore. But if there was any questions, they, they have been wiped out. So I'm going to need you to type those back in. Uh, if you do have a question or a comment. All right, let's go to the phones. I'm going to bring in, actually, uh, we got Brother Satuk. You're on the phone, Brother. You got a question or a comment? Brother Satuk, are you there? Yeah, Peace, yeah, brother. Hey, bro. Hey, what's going on? Everything good, Brother? Um, what's going on? Good, good. Yeah, uh, real, real quick, Um, I, you know, I don't really watch the news, but it always uh, comes up to me. I don't know if you touched on that a little earlier. Why do you think that they're still trying to, um, I guess, provoke the uh, minority as far as with the police and all that. Why, why, is, right. why is it so short? Right. We did, brother. Um, we did touch on it in the uh, early portion of the show. Uh, obviously, the two big things going on now, uh, the shooting in Minnesota and the shooting in uh, Louisiana. And, and, and again, we, we were given the sister, I give her a, a, a lot of courage for keeping that phone camera on to get that thing recorded. That had not that couldn't have been an easy thing and, and having the four-year-old daughter in the back seat and basically watching your husband die and you're filming it. So that's fucked up hmm. in itself. There's something. Huh? It's interesting. I definitely, I definitely want to answer that. Um, and this is, this is just coming to me, you know, um, I, you know, and this is my perspective of it. There's something going on in the collective unconscious of you know, minorities that attract these things, there's a certain responsibility that we're not accepting within ourselves. That's really yeah. bringing on this type of karma, if you want to call it that. Well, I mean, I mean, that that's a perspective. I mean, yeah, I mean, that that could be some of it, but I don't want to make that sound religious in the sense that, yeah, uh, we don't want, you're right. I, I hear what you're saying. I'm not saying you're saying it from that perspective, but I'm saying to people listening. It's like, uh, it's I don't, like, a, like, it's like something yeah. that we're it's something that we're attracting. We're attracting these events. We are Oh no no, big time. Big time. And and and, 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 and the and the energy that's that's bringing this into fruition, uh, the other aspect as we talked about earlier, it's it's we're being used as a vessel and a tool to get some type of reaction for sure. We I definitely agree. established that. And that's what we were talking about earlier, brother. Uh took. We were talking about what Asar is saying now, you definitely attract Whatever energy is going on, we, we're definitely attracting it. And we could be here all night talking about a multitude of reasons what's creating that energy. We see the systems. We see what's going on in the neighborhoods. We see where the mindset is at. And as we were talking about earlier, you know, taking responsibility and, you know, being, being conscious of what it is exactly you're doing. Um, but but on, the, on the obvious level, they're, they're trying to get a reaction out of us. We let, know, me, let me also add this. Um, some of y'all might be aware uh, this is would be considered Kali Yuga time. Mm-hmm. Kali Yuga time is a time of chaos and great cleansing. That's so right. That basically means that any shit that's supposed to be fucked up and go fucked up and get crazy and be crazy, it's going to happen. This is time well, where all that shit has to come to the surface because as a whole, 
as a whole, humanity has to face their bullshit. And humanity have a, a, a very simple um, characteristic that we all display. We avoid the obvious within ourselves and in other people to blame and point the finger at everything else but ourselves mm-hmm. for the situation exactly. that we are in. That's right. Whereas Kali time is about destruction. It's about facing your shit. It's about that master chaos. It's about that chaotic energy just taking hold because change is constant. But change in humanity can be stagnant and crawl along. And only traumatic events causes the collective unconscious to do soul-searching and changing on a greater scale than if we just let life crawl along at a slow pace like it normally does. So during this time, it's chaos time. Everything is in chaos. We can try to understand it as great as possible. We can put our understanding on everything behind why it's being done. But if you just look at the world as a whole, it's chaotic time. Even nature is in chaos. Nature has, this year in Florida, I'll give you an example. This year in Florida, and Benitez from Miami. Miami's three hours south. Well, he's in Fort Lauderdale, close to Miami, but he's three hours south mm-hmm. of Orlando. We're, we're further north than he is. And he will tell you it's hotter here than Miami. How the hell is that possible? Mother. Miami's closer to the equator. Closer yeah, it's to hotter. And it's, it's hotter hot. up here than we are down there. The shit is like everything is in reverse. Everything has been flipped. Nature is chaotic. Animals are, are are just killing humans left and right. You understand that and kind really, of somewhere all right. the chaos is hitting the shit, and there is no more mad mad out that fucking door, son. And you bring up a good point dealing with astrology, dealing with the archetype energy of the deities, positioning of the planets, nature. Remember, truth is always manifested through nature. And the other thing we have to be conscious of, and this is something we had uh, the great elder Dr. Delvin Blair on the show last year before he passed away, uh, there's one thing Dr. Blair said, and he always used to talk about. He talked about the great change and the great awakening and what's causing it. And we know that as our planet is, is, is evolving or making its rotation through the, what we call the galaxy, as the Earth is getting closer to the sun, we see this happening on a regular basis. There's higher levels of consciousness and spirituality being submitted. Now, some people don't assimilate that energy because they, they have not prepared themselves to assimilate it. So you're going to see people reacting in an animalistic nature sometimes. So you say, why are some people drawing this attention? And why are some people carrying out some of these aggressive acts? And this is also in connection to your question, Brother Satuk. What's happening yeah. is people are absorbing this energy, and, and Ravana, I'm glad you bring that up when you're talking about uh, this aspect of the Kali energy dealing with destruction and cleansing. But if you're going to work with that aspect of it, you can tie all this in because this is important to understand. See, when, we, when we're sitting here talking about it as, as occultists and metaphysicists and alchemists, we look about it as the change that's destined to happen. We don't look at it on an emotional level where we say, no, now, don't get me wrong, we're not taking away the human element from it. It is a tragedy, uh, especially this, this Minnesota shooting. We're not saying that it's not something that's tragic. By all means, that's not what we're saying. But at the same token, we're not saying the proper reaction is all the bullshit, that how you see people reacting from this and how, they, how they're absorbing it. 
Um, but you definitely need to be confident. Dr. Delbert Blair was big on that, and he always used to build on that. And he was, that's what he meant when he said, we're going, and he always bypassed the four-dimensional because he, he said some people right now are already vibrating on the fourth dimension because yep. nobody ever used to ask Dr. Blair. He always used to say we're going from a third-dimensional existence to a fifth, right? I never heard anybody ask him, well, where does the fourth dimension play a role in this? The reason why he never used to build on that, he was basically trying to tell you you were there. Not everybody, but he was trying to say people were dealing with that quantum uh, level of thinking already. Some of us can bypass the third density. We can travel on the fourth density. We can, we can travel to different realms. We can experience, like I say, and talk about it all night. But the problem is we, people already have that ability. So that's why he never would elaborate on that because he was trying to let you know the fourth dimensional phase is happening now as we speak. What's exactly. happening now is we're we getting close to that fifth dimension, which causing all the chaos because the fifth dimension is, deals with pure mind. Everything is pure mental. And it ties into the seven hermetic principles of Tahuti that we went over. All is mental, mental is all. The, the mind creates its own universe. This is what this he is, was this, talking about. This is why, mm-hmm. you know, in, in this day and time, you can see the differences. You can see, you know, the, there's pretty much, there's no, there's no um, wall between consciousness and unconsciousness inside of you. No. There's not really a wall anymore. and these things change simultaneously, you know, um, you know, you know, slips of the tongue, you know, things like that, you know, um, you get in these creative spiritual ideas or creative ideas for your business, you know, um, things like that, you know, intuitive, uh, you know, intuition, you know, people's intuition are stronger. You feeling stronger emotions now and things like that. That's because these dimensions are shifting within you every second. And the borders, you just don't realize it's happening. The borders, the borders and boundaries have been eliminated. Everything is starting That's to right. merge into the other. So That's right. that, that point of the merger is where the chaos is created. Why a lot right. of it happens here in the United States, too, is you got to remember this area. Uh, this I would just put it this way. There's a lot of ley lines that run through America of magnetic energy, and we're sitting on a lot of these areas and don't even realize that shit because we're so far removed from our sciences. So when you go into D.C., for example, D.C. is aligned perfectly with the Orion Star Constellation and Sirius because D.C. became Egypt of the West. People don't realize that keep looking back at Egypt over there and trying to go back to Egypt over there with... D.C. was built and created like an Egypt of the West purposely here. This is the new one. And that's right. where the center of their rituals emanate from, is right from there. This and is D.C. why you have the right. Pentagon, which is a pentagram. This is why you have, you know, the, the obelisk, which is Washington's Monument. You have all this stuff there outlined for you, but only those who can see will see it. And that Correct. is where their rituals come from. They emanate. They send the energy out from there. They rule their power from there. Everything is there. And we sit in these places and just walk around blind a lot of times to the obvious things that are around us. Go to any downtown part of where you people live in any of these cities, and you will see so many occult symbols in these buildings, in these courthouses, in these places 
They're telling you what they're doing right there. They're telling you what they're about, but we refuse to look. So when these things happen, we kind of get shocked, like, oh, my God, what happened? Go watch the movie The Purge. I just saw it the other night. If you want to know what they're trying to do, it's right in that fucking movie. It's called The Purge. Go see it. The new the one movie? you're talking about. Yeah, the new one. And and, and, and and the key, again, it's an important point, and then we'll, we'll, we'll go to the next question. Uh, but this is an important point because, remember, as all this energy and all this information we're talking about, as the planet's changing, as nature's evolving, you hear people talking about it, but what they don't talk about, if you don't move in conjunction with this change, then this change consumes you. So what's happening exactly. is as there's an influx of all this spiritual energy, and, the, and the, 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 the tenacity of that energy is increasing. If you're not able to, uh, a true magician slash occultist knows how to make that energy work for themselves. Those that are not capable of it, it's like overloading a computer. They start going crazy. They start going out of their mind. They start carrying out uh, odd, odd signs and, th- and things of behavior. Uh, they start doing crazy shit because their subconscious mind has not been prepared or conditioned to receive the great change. So it's like a computer overloading. This is why you're seeing all this crazy shit going on in the world, in the news. I'm not saying this is the only reason. I'm saying when, when we're placing ourselves in the scheme of things and why we're reacting the way we're reacting is what I'm talking about. Because that's the, that's the issue here, and that's the question that was brought up. And What is and the truth- purpose? I'm sorry. What is the purpose? for all of what they're doing, because that is the purpose. They are trying to see. It's like an experiment to gauge where we are at and how we are going to react. Now, yes, we can bring in the, we've talked about that in the past, the New World Order thing, uh, uh, martial law. That, that has its place on the surface level. Uh, but, again, you always want to look at the core essence of, of what's causing this shit, and, and that, that takes it a little bit further. But there's something you want to add, brother, before we go to the next question? No, I just wanted to add, this is, you know, people talk about the age of light and all of that. Truthfully, this is the age of darkness. This is the age of chaos. Uh, like you, you said know, earlier. This is my shit, son. This is my time, yeah. son. <laughs> if, you really, if you really pay attention, you'll see that this is truly, you know, the dark ages. And the dark ages, when, when you hear the term dark ages, it doesn't refer to an age, a age of ignorance, it actually refers to an age of enlightenment. That's the true dark right. ages. It's a time of that's awakening. Right. This is why, like I said earlier, that's why people consider it Kali Yuga time. It's a time of mass darkness and awakening to the true chaotic self. That's what it's all that's about. It. That's it. And out of that chaos, as we said, out of that chaos and darkness comes order. And this is why this has to happen. Anytime you deal with cycles of change, there's always a period of chaos and darkness, which is the most powerful cleansing period out of the whole thing. This is the time now when the energies are at such an all-time high. If you're a master magician, sorcerer, we ain't even gotten into sorcery yet. All right? See, we're on that shit, okay? We haven't even touched on that yet. Too evil, bro. Too evil. Yeah, well, whatever. Sorcery is a whole nother level. Don't confuse magic and sorcery. They have their scheme of things. It's two different things. So when you're working with sorcery, because as I said, right now, this period of darkness and chaos is the most powerful that a magician slash sorcerer can work with because the abundance of, of change that can be administered through this period is, is limitless right now. And, and, and um, it's like, don't, don't be upset 
of the pain and suffering, understand it and embrace it because this is the great transformation that, you know, the ancients always talked about. It's not as pretty as people would like it to be, but it's only for the tough people, the ones that can oh. really face the darkness. You know what I mean? Oh, so there's no, there's, no, there's no ships coming with some fucking extra trees. No, brother, no peace, no love and light, brother. No hugging okay. trees. No, that's <laughs> Oh, okay. It's not going. It's not going. It's not going to help you, nigga. You, you know, either you're gonna, either you're gonna embody this darkness, or you're gonna be consumed by this shit. You know, the darkness is like poison. You know what I mean? Right. Once you become immune to that shit, you can take that shit. But if if you if you wow. you know if you're not strong enough, it's gonna kill you. It's just what it like, is. like Frederick Frederick Nietzsche said this right. He said, that which doesn't kill you will only make you stronger. Now, they may sound cruel to some people, but fuck it. If you don't get understanding, well, keep reading. Listen, that which doesn't kill you can only make you stronger. A true person of the left-hand path will only say, bring the pain, bring all that shit on so I can confront it and overcome it. Don't keep it away from me. Don't keep me hiding. Don't keep me running. Bring that shit on. I don't run from shit like that. I want to meet it and confront it so I can deal with it. That's the difference between spooky, spiritual, enlightened, new age, uh, you know, Make, uh, you know, all these little love lighters and shit like that, and people who really deal with what is manifesting on the earth right now. You confront it, you embrace it, and you deal with it. it that's, that's it. It's like bring that shit on. Bring the pain, bring the trauma, bring the wounds, bring the hurt, bring it all on. There's nowhere else. Where can I go? Where am I going to run that that shit's not going to follow me? That's not going to be... You can't. There's nowhere There's nowhere you can run. You can't run from your dark side. You cannot it's run. It's always going to be present. I'm always going to have to deal with it. So no. rather than uh, uh, refuse to deal with things or ignore it, we say bring that shit on. It's the exactly. time of chaos. This is when the cat, the true chaos magicians, not this little spooky chaos shit that people are creating magic now. The real chaos magic, bring this shit on. The real dark energy workers, the dark magic, black magic, bring that shit on. It's time because this is a time where you're going to have to face these things. So everything and, and that's happening is happening because we all are being forced to face our shadow selves. There's no more running. And the more trauma escalates on this planet, the more you're going to have to deal with that shit. And and you niggas want to talk about a dimensional shift and shit. This is it. You know, understand this. You can't go to higher levels of consciousness if you're not transcending, you know, within your dark self. If you're not facing every aspect of yourself you can't you can't rise in consciousness if you want to say that so this is this is the dimensional shift nigga is forcing you to face the chaos this is this is happening right before your eyes this is not no spooky shit that you're gonna see on a movie where the sky is gonna light up everybody's gonna float up to the sky and shit this is it's just not gonna happen like that it's happening right here right now Blood and chaos, nigga. This is what it is. This is the real shit. Anyway, uh, Brother Satuk, hope that answers your question, brother. Yes, thank you very much. Definitely. We know we, you know we got to talk, right, big bro? Yeah, yeah, give me a call, brother. I know we got to follow up, man. Give me a call. And we'll, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll build. How's everything going, though? Yeah, everything is good, man. Everything is left, you know. Keep moving, right. you know what I mean? You got it. Now, just hit me up, man. We'll set it up. 
All right. Thank you. You got it, brother. All right. Let's go to some of the comments and questions online. Let's scroll back up. Uh, Cuban Six Flavors was talking about earlier when we were talking about the beginning of the question. I was going to go through some of these comments real quick uh, as far as the martial law aspect, creating the riot aspect of what we were just talking about. And that definitely is part of it. It's definitely always a chess game going on for sure. It's a mental thing. Um, here's a good question. Uh, two good questions. We'll take Seth Affleck and Guest 26 and type something in. Uh, Seth Affleck typed in, we are dual, um, feminine, masculine side of self. When uh, females become aggressive in their anger, it is the masculine energy that she is displaying. Um, then he goes on to say, we male who are experiencing this energy displaying towards us is is it better to the female energy to counteract this action? Uh, now, this is this is really a, uh, a a matter in my in my opinion, and the brothers can give their opinion on it. I think this is just a matter of preference. Um, when you're dealing with masculine and feminine energies, uh, you got to be careful because I don't really just look at that in nature. Because sometimes when we say masculine and feminine, we automatically thinking of gender. And I don't look at it like that, so I want to be clear. So when I'm saying masculine and feminine energy, I'm talking about the vibration of the energy. Um, sometimes we're still trapped in a, in, a, in, a, in a state of mind where we hear masculine and feminine, and we're automatically correlating that with gender. I don't see, I don't do that. So, I, you know, that, that's going to be a matter of perspective, because for an example, we're talking about Kali energy, right? And, and the period that we're dealing with the Kali energy now really can't be liking to what somebody would identify in their mind as the typical female gender. It's very aggressive. It's masculine in nature, but it's identified by feminine. So I, my answer to that question, and the brothers could probably, is it depends on what situation I'm dealing with. Now, in this particular situation, one would think a more passive energy would be more productive in that situation. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean it has to be feminine because you do have some masculine energies that are very laid back, mild, and not aggressive either. So I would say don't look at the energy so much and automatically equate with the mind that all feminine energy is more peaceful and laid back and relaxing because you can go into different archetype energies of all these deities you got warrior aspects, for an example, in the Yoruba of Oya, who's a very warrior, violent, aggressive, just tear shit up type of energy. Um, you have paths of Oshun that are like that. Like we were saying earlier in the show, you, you know, you have all these niggas talking about, uh, uh, you know, Yoruba and Lakumi and all this shit, and they only talk about the mundane paths of all of these Orishi, right? Everybody knows the mundane shit of Shango. Oh, he's a warrior. All right, everybody knows that. Oh, Shun deals with, she's the love goddess. Yemaya is the mother figure in birth. And I, that's all the mundane shit. But if you're really on the inner aspects of it, you know they all have multiple paths. And those multiple paths are just symbolic of the different representations of these energies that you're bringing up in your question. They all are masculine and feminine. And the interesting thing about it is when one is crowned in the Yoruba pantheon, you have a male and a female that's crowned on your head. You have your main deity, for an example, and I know uh, Brother Ravana Nunes will bother I think Brother Asaras uh, Ogon. I'm Oshun. That's the dominating field de deity that rules the head. And then there's the other one that rules the body, which in my case would be Ogon. 
there's a symbolism in that. So anybody that's been fully crowned always has the masculine and feminine energy, and I'm using the Yoruba pantheon just to tie it into this question. You always have the your main deity, so in my case it would be the feminine energy that rules the head, and the male deity being Ogun, the masculine that rules the body. So it explains in me, in my nature, where the magic aspect comes from, the sorcery. It's the path of Oshun I have. It's not the path of just love, peace, and harmony. There's a sexual nature there, and Ogun types, taps into the viral, aggressive, sexual, and violent, and warrior nature. You study all these aspects because it's a representation of what's going on in you, and you know, you know how to access those energies. So long story short, I would say, based on your knowledge and education and experience and work you're doing with these energies would dictate which ones you utilize and apply in certain shit. But I can only attest to my own, and I know the feminine energy because of my experience with it is way more powerful. Not on no the black woman is God shit. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying on the warrior aspect of the female energy is a motherfucker. And if you piss it off and arouse it, it is way more powerful than the masculine energy. Um, and maybe the brothers can add to that. I could, I could say this. You know, look at the the Cali energy that's happening right now. Does that shit... Does that shit seem like it's all uh, nurture mother and all yeah, that kind of shit? Not at all. <laughs> this shit straight motherfucking chaos. Cut your goddamn head off, type shit. Exactly. Mhm. It's, it's not. It's not. It's not a pretty sight, you know. The um, and, and when, like I said, yeah, you don't get it confused with gender. You know what I mean? Um, exactly. Just look at shit. Look at um, and if you want to take it to a gender stance. Look at your um, all the men. Look at your woman and your dealings with your woman. Sometimes your woman with her emotions could be the most chaotic motherfucker that you would ever meet in your life. And, and you bring up a good point because that's the thing. People are programmed to think all feminine energy is nurturing and motherly. Think about this. How do you really know that you could kick your woman's ass? You think because you're a man that you automatically, I'm a man, you know, I, I can beat my I've I've watched some some women. Yeah, I've seen some shit now. You don't 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 approach every female because you don't know what type of energy she's tapped into. I've watched some females knuckle up like dudes and knock dudes out. Yep. So don't get it twisted and thinking, oh no, not me. I see I'm a man, and there's no way any female got hey. Don't fall asleep now because I've seen it. So, but that's that's an excellent point. I don't know if you want to add something to that, brother Ravana, knowing on that yeah, masculine of feminine. Um, I think Brother Beniti, and I'm sorry you guys hit it on the head, because <clears throat> the the feminine energy, when you look at overall across this planet, when they ever dealt with the archetype female energy, she was usually the real warrior goddess energy or the archetype energy that was conveyed as that warrior chaotic energy. It was never the male energy that was really portrayed as that in very few cultures. And right. there's a there's a reason for that. Because as as um nurturing and caring uh feminine energy can be, it's also a protective energy. Very, and what that means is so. that as a nurturing energy it protects I mean it nurtures its young, its youth, let's say in nature, right? But the lion, the female lion will protect that cub, that lion, that little baby cub more then a male lion who's often where sitting, laying down on his fat ass, 
while she's protecting the young, and she becomes very ferocious where she'll tear a, a lion that's half its larger than herself to protect that which it is, and it goes into a straight chaotic mode. There's no remorse, no sympathy, no, um, you know, um, sorry kind of energy there. It's just straight, I'm going to protect, destroy, and kill for what I have to do. And people forget that shit. Now, if you take it out of gender, you just deal with the vibration and the frequency. It is, it is everything that we think of that deals with destruction and this planet, when it deals with nature and people call nature mother, is destructive. Hurricanes are destructive, yes? Yep. Tornadoes are destructive, yes? Yep. Earthquakes are destructive, yes, but everybody calls it Mother Nature, giving it a feminine energy, right? But nature has no remorse and doesn't say, well, I'm going to just skip over these black people's houses and destroy just these white people's yeah, houses. Yeah, it does, brother. Yeah, it or, does. Because black, black was here first, brother. Black was here yeah, first. Yeah, yeah. It, it destroys everybody, right? Katrina destroyed everybody. Race, color, creed went out the door. It didn't say, well, you're gay, so we're going to destroy you, but you're straight, so you're set. Nature don't think like that. That feminine right. energy is chaotic and destructive and will destroy anything in its path that doesn't belong there. So people have to remember that um, when you look at what manifests inside of you and what manifests at any moment, what's being aggressive or not aggressive, a woman is can be more aggressive than man in any situation and vice versa. It depends on the situation. But right. just because she's aggressive doesn't mean she's tapping into the masculine energy. If anything, she's tapping into the primordial feminine energy more than anything else, That's not right. the masculine side. Because right. men are famous for talking shit and not swinging. That's right. Not throwing hands. They'll just talk a lot of shit. They'll circle each other. They'll bump up against each other. But nobody ever throws some hands, right? Here comes hey. the- and I'm glad you I'm glad you bring that up because as I reflect back on my life and I've had these conversations with you as I grew up, I get my aggressiveness from my I have no brothers. I grew up I have three sisters. I have a mother. I had aunts. I had I've always had females around me from day one. Even as a young, uh, you know, teenager, day, there was always females around me raising me, growing me up. Now some people would say to show you that this energy is aggressive, it's not always that. Some people say, yeah, usually a dude like that, you know, they turn out very feminine. Well, that's not the case because my mother was that type of person you just described. She'll whoop your ass in a minute. She wouldn't hesitate to take a spoon, a belt, a shoe, and just whoop your ass if you said the wrong thing. So I get that aggressiveness, not from my father. I get it from my mother. Exactly. passed away. And because I've been raised by women, three sisters, a mother, aunt, had them around me my whole life. And, and it's female energy. And that female energy, as I reflect back on it, was not just that, oh, you know, cuddle me in your arms and nature, nurture me, mom. It was, you, motherfucker, you better get your shit together or I'm going to whoop your ass type of energy. Yep. You understand? So definitely can, definitely can correlate that as what you're saying as, as, as I reflect back on it. It's, it's definitely, definitely powerful shit. Yep. Anything else you want to add to that? Well, I was, and we'll take another question. No, that's good. All right, I'm going to take one more question online, and then I'm going to flip back to the phones. I want to take this question online because I thought this was a good question here. Um, Guest 26 had typed in earlier um, when we were talking about some of the incidences with the shootings and the stuff going on with the news, and this is a good question. Um, How do educators 
for an example, in public schools, have conversations with students of color who are clearly being traumatized but not properly dealing? That's an excellent question because um, when I reflect back on this, this last shooting now, uh, what really kind of got to me and really had my mind running when I'm watching the video of the sister, um, you know, filming the incident with her husband being shot and dying as she's filming it, and the four-year-old daughter in the background, this is the most amazing shit to me out of the whole scenario, when she saw that the mother was upset, she was the most calmest out of all three there. And she says, if you listen to the video, she says, don't worry, Mommy, I'm here. Now, mind you, the father's dying right in front of her in the front seat. The mother's filming. Now, mind you, part of that comes from the innocence of the child because she's probably not fully processing what's going on because she hasn't been programmed with all the human frailties that are programmed in us as we start to get older. So she's still at that innocent age, so she's not fully grasping what's going on. Now, I bring that up in relation to this question here because this is harder to explain to younger children. Now, with children that are maybe older of age, 12, 13, or older that are conscious of what's going on, they definitely need to be sat down and explained to because I don't think the educators in these public schools are going to address it on a need basis because you got to remember, you can put a group of children in the room, especially at that age, but everybody is, is absorbing it differently. So you, there's no one correct way to really address it. I mean, you can address the basics of it, which it should, but I think the responsibility comes in more so on the adults that are in those children's lives to sit them down in depth and really have a, a one-on-one conversation with them to see how they're feeling, what, you know, what's going on in their head, and then they can address it based on that. So my answer to that, and you brothers can give, I would make sure the parents or whoever's raising these children, because the schools are only going to do it on the surface level. They're not really going to probe, because every kid is going to take it differently. Some are going to take it more traumatically. Some it ain't going to affect as much. But I think it's up to the, the parents, the adults that are raising these children, to really take time and sit them down, because I do agree it's definitely having an effect, well, uh, you know, on them. So most definitely. Let me let me also say this because in most of these schools. The, the tragedy that happens in these schools and why a lot of these situations are not addressed is that when you look at a lot of these uh, schools where our children tend to go, and by that I mean more of the melanated children, you have predominant student population is either black, Latino, some Asians, or whatever the case may be. That's right. the majority of the population of the students in these schools. However, the majority of the teachers are for, are from the suburbs and tend to, on the average, be predominantly Caucasian. Correct. So you, they really can't address it in any real uh, way that is going to be beneficial to these children because Excellent point. these teachers predominantly tend to be white, middle-class women who... Mm-hmm cannot identify with children, their environment, and where they grew up in. So they have a teacher who looks like the cop who just shot the person who looks like me. How can you really address that shit? You really can't. So I would say uh, the parents of our children that go to these schools have to take more initiative 
to educate their own children on simple day-to-day life skills and survival outside of the education system, educational system of America, because they're not going to teach you that in school. The principal is white. This person is white. The majority of people are white there. They don't know how to address that situation. How do you dress as a white person? What happened to a black child? And you're looking at a black child, and, I look, and I'm looking like a white person. You, it's, it's, there's almost no formula for that. So these parents have to take more control and say, well, we have to teach our kids these things before they even get into the school system before these teachers ever get to them, because you have to understand these middle-class teachers are going to come with the mentality, peace, love, and light. We need to all love each other. It's all about harmony. Meanwhile, none of their kids are attending that same school that she's teaching at, okay? Her kids are usually in some lily white private school. So she, at, at, at the same time she's saying one thing, she's living another life because her kids are not even dealing with that. Her kids are off in some other school. You understand? Yep. It's it's the responsibility of our parents, you know, parents of the, of of our children, to step up and educate them about this because there is no other formula about that. My mom was uh, a guidance counselor for years in the Hartford Public School System in Hartford, Connecticut. Hartford is ninety percent of Hartford is black and Latino. There's only ten percent Caucasian population. In the whole city left. Okay. My mom would tell you that she had to, as a guidance counselor, she would pull these students into her office to educate them on what it meant to be either African American or Latino, and the 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 the, the uh, obstacles they were going to face. And she would try to get them tutoring different things that these white teachers would not give them because most of the white teachers were from the suburbs. They came, they taught, got their little check, and left. And she took it upon herself and some of the other. Um, black and Latinas or Latinos in that school system to teach these kids in their guidance office, you know, guidance counseling office and th- different things like that because they knew it wasn't going to happen on a large scale. It just, that's not just what these teachers have no clue what they're talking about, like whatsoever. Right. So right. that the, the tragedy continues that now you have more of our kids being educated from more white middle class people who have no clue about their environment and so they're teaching them a false lie some of the times. They're teaching them to turn the other cheek, peace, love, and light. But that's not what they're facing when they leave the school grounds. They're facing a world that they're in jeopardy at any moment. And if there's no formula created in the school system, there's no choice. We're going to have to do it. That's why shows like this and other shows that address situations like that are important because Nobody's going to, on a mass scale, really try to get out there and say anything about this. Just going to yell, get emotional, cry, protest, and then two weeks later, here's another something to, to, okay. Just like we told you with Orlando shooting, watch in a couple weeks, some news going to come up, and it did. Watch how next week they're going to have some new incident to get your mind off of this. That quick. That's right. That quick. Excellent point. Anything you want to add, brother, sir? No. All right. Uh, guest 26, apologize if I said he, she. I apologize for that. Um, so hopefully that answers your question. Um, but I, I, it's an excellent question, so I just wanted to make sure I took that one. Um, that's definitely something. If you are listening to this show and you do have children, 
And just because you might be at a strong mindset, don't assume they automatically are. So I would definitely recommend if you got young children. And let's be real. Not all adults can process it either. So let's not just limit it. You know, even talk to, to the adult. I mean, talk about it, dialogue about it, because it does have, it has some type of trauma effect on the subconscious mind. So, uh, you know, definitely get out there and, and, and take the initiative yourself. Don't rely on the, on the system uh, to do it for you. Uh, so be proactive. That's what we mean. That's what we're talking about when we say I'm being proactive. All right, we're going to go back to the phones. Again, if your phone is muted, please unmute it. We will not be able to hear you. All right, we got a caller on the line from Texas. You're on the call. Do you have a question or a comment? Texas. Greetings. Greetings. Um, How are you doing, sister? I'm wonderful. Thank you. Um, I had, Good. I actually had a couple of questions, but um, I just mm-hmm. want to, as we were, um, as this broadcast was going forward, um, you know, we had that little chaotic energy on the phone line. Um, I believe, mm-hmm. I, I know that my, my Kundalini rays, um, right. I am in the Texas area. And I've not been on the broadcast or listened for the last, few weeks have had some conflicts of interest, uh, not conflicts of interest, just scheduling conflicts. And um, one of the things that I will say is that um, I've had quite a few different experiences, especially when you're talking about, um, one of the brothers was talking about that sorcery energy. I've I've had some experiences Mm -hmm. like that, and I think that came through Mm -hmm. on the phone line because what's happening here in the marketplace today, uh, you just finished talking about this, going to be something else to take away from this two shootings that just occurred. Uh, in mm-hmm. Dallas, there are at least three to six offices down. That, that's when that energy was chaotic on the line. Uh, I had just right. gotten a, um, a call, um, right. and um, I dropped the line so I can kind of get some messaging out. I do have a son that lives down in the area, and I wanted to make sure he was all right. And, you know, I have a mother uh, wanting to make sure her, her cubs um, are protected. Um, that was what was going on. Um, so there mm. is a... Uh, mm-hmm. Somebody on the building downtown Dallas that was shooting into a crowd for the Black Lives Matter, and they uh, right. are shutting down the city um, as we are. The city's probably shut down now. Um, that was probably about 45 minutes ago. I'm, so, pulling that up. Um, I'm, I'm pulling that up as you're speaking. Right. So mm-hmm. um, there are things that are going on. There are more things that are going on, just like you all were talking about. Um, and when we're talking about from a scientific perspective, um, you know, from a planetary perspective, one of the things that I learned, I didn't, I usually aim to keep abreast, but there was not a lot of talk in the community, um, uh, in the scientific community, uh, but we are, uh, Saturn actually is in retrograde. And right. um, so that's one of the things that I've been trying to focus on. Um, and Saturn is considered the karma planet. Right. And because, uh, uh, and then a, a few weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, Saturn was the closest to the Earth for the first time in 10,000 years, so it makes it more, right. made it more like a double comma. That's right. And so what it does, it, 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 in this time period, it, you know, and it's all, you know, when we talk about moving to that next dimension, and some of, uh, some of us are there already on the cusp or experiencing fifth-dimensional aspects, but what this situation is doing is merging the past, present, and the future all together as one for us to kind of look back at the things that we've done, have an opportunity to correct ourselves uh, right. so that when, when, this, when we come out of retrograde, which is what, August the 13th, then we can right. move now to the next dimension. So that's the only thing I yes. Was, mm-hmm. yes, go ahead, brother. No, 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 go ahead, finish. Uh, so the, the one of the things that I would just say that um, – at a time of, of chaos, like we're talking about, out of chaos comes order. 
We each have the ability to cause an effect or an, e- an effect and a, a result right. for what it is right. that we want. So but I just want to make everybody aware, instead of focusing on the negative, focus on the positive, the vibration right. of love That's is right. the ultimate vibration. We need to send energy of love. Not, it has to emanate from us. We have to be in the spirit of the quality of love, but we have to emanate within ourselves so we can express it outward. But we need to send that energy of love. And there's that saying, pray unceasingly. You need to send that energy of love out on a continual basis. And if we right. get to that point, this whole thing will subside. I mean, everything will change in an instant. I mean, if we can get right. that in our heads, it, it will just change in an instant. Um, and then That's I good. just want um, to just close by saying that, you know, um, when you talk about preservation, you know, um, I had, did have a conversation with a school teacher today, and they're dealing with these at-risk kids, and you talk about these suburbanite uh, school teachers that don't live in the community. And what they, what this particular teacher did today, she said she took it upon herself to talk to these students, these at-risk, at-risk students, uh, because she said she had her teachers, the other teachers, that felt like they needed to stay on task. They made a commitment to make sure that they could pass these tests. And she says, no, we needed to take and deal with what was going on in their community and let them talk about it so they can get some sense of relief. Uh, and not have to worry about the, you know, the day-to-day stuff uh, with, with their education. So she said she was going to take some flack from her colleagues because uh-huh. she allowed the time to talk to them. Um, That's but crazy. The point that I want to make is, yeah, self-preservation uh-huh. is the first law of nature. That's right. And that's what we have to realize. We have to make sure we take care of ourselves, take care of our own, stand for our own, and stand for each other. We have to That's be right. our, our brothers and sisters keepers. We have to be our own keepers, but then we have to be our brothers and sisters keepers. Uh, and right. we do that with a vibration of love. So I just want to close uh, by saying that. Thank you so very much. I well, appreciate it. Stay on the line for a sec. I just want to read what right. you were just talking about. And the Saturn thing is very, very important. Uh, it's a very fluctual kind of chaotic energy in a good sense. It's very powerful. Um, so if you do work with that type of things, with what the sister is talking about, um, if you are working with that type of energy, motion into the planets, uh, wax and waning of the moon, things of that nature, it is, it is a time for that. But just so everybody knows what the sister was mentioning earlier, what's happened as we've been on, on, this, on this show tonight, this just took place not too long ago, and I'm just, just going to briefly, what they're reporting as of now, it appears two snipers during a protest of these Minnesota-Louisiana shootings in Dallas it appears two snipers have opened fire on 10 police officers. Three of them have been reported dead, okay, uh, seven critically injured, okay? So this is the shit we're talking about. It's already starting. And this, this has actually happened as we've been on this show. This just happened uh, within the last hour, hour and a half here. Uh, so now you're, 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 you're taking people now, uh, going to start reacting. And as we said, uh, unfortunately, this ain't going to be the solution. I mean, you can understand the reaction and the anger and the frustration, uh, but it's, it's begun. And this is what we're trying to say. This is, this is the period, uh, you know, where it's starting to escalate. So you can, if you're, if you're listening, you can go onto your tablet, your phone, your, your computer, and you can see that this just took place in Dallas not too long ago. Uh, again, two snipers opening fire on, on 10 police officers during a protest of the Minnesota-Louisiana shootings. This protest was taking place in Dallas. 
and uh, the two snipers out, uh, got away, and they're, they're, they're hunting them down. And, again, I'm only reporting what they're reporting, so who knows. And they, if say, this is... they just said they have one of the suspects cornered now. They got one cornered. Yep. Now, here, this is the point why we're saying that this ain't the solution. I understand the anger. This is not going to go where you think it's going to go, unfortunately. Okay? There's a way to handle this, <clears throat> talking, talking about some of the stuff that you were just mentioning, sister, how to combat and work with that energy. Uh, and then there's aggressive ways to deal with this when you work with dark magic, which I, won't, I will never discuss in an open forum like this. Um, that's something one has to be naturally gravitated toward. There's shit we can do, and I don't want to paint the picture, and we don't ever paint the picture over here. There are some, there's, there's some very powerful dark magic that can be worked, but people don't want to tap into that because of the fear of it. And I personally can only speak from how I feel about it. It's time to activate that dark, aggressive uh, magic, um, and it's not perfect. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And that's where we're at. That's where we're at. So, well, definitely um, appreciate the input. But before you go, would any of the brothers want to add to anything that the sister just said before we let her go? No. Everything, everything is right on. All right, and uh, yeah, it's good to see you back, sister. I, now I realize you're right. You have not been here in the last couple of weeks, but uh, you gotta handle your business. That's first. Whatever your priorities, that comes first. But we uh, we definitely appreciate you tuning in and listening. And thanks for uh, reporting that for us. Everybody looks like everybody's pulling it up right now. Oh, it's my pleasure. So, so stay safe. All right, peace. Thank you. So, hey, as we're talking, brothers, shit shit's popping off as we're talking, and people just not when we're talking about that cleansing period. And and sad to say, I could feel the two, and I'm assuming it's two, two brothers that did this. I assume. Yeah, they have a picture fucked. of one of them up there. It's one brother that they already cornered. And hey, I can, uh, I, unfortunately, some of the cops that were shot were also black people. Yeah. Right. Go figure. Right. You know, and again, that's that's fucked up right there. Are you saying that? And and, and again, I, I can I can relate to the brothers' frustrations, but I'm gonna tell you that's not the solution. Uh, we were talking it's definitely, about, not, it's definitely uh, not the solution because when you start when you start trying to kill cops and stuff, you're gonna make shit even worse. You're gonna make you're gonna <laughs> you're gonna make these cops so fucking nervous. They'll start shooting everything at fucking sight. She, like she said though, they they locked down the city already, so that just tells that's right. us that's how quick they, they operate. You best believe they're gonna bring the national guards through, and then that shit all hell breaks loose. Yep, martial law and that, all that shit. And and that and that's another thing, you know, niggas don't know that they're opening the door to martial law and shit like that when you do rioting, bullshit like that. And rioting. Now now you gotta worry about people getting so emotional they're gonna riot and start destroying shit. You always gotta remember when you set out, if you're gonna react, okay, you always gotta look at the big picture. What is gonna be the eventual outcome of my reaction? So if out of this just is going to come a couple of cops getting killed, and I'm not, I'm not trivializing lives are lost, seven cops getting severely wounded, and say you're just going to have a riot to destroy shit, if that's the final outcome, in the end, you really didn't accomplish anything. You just, you just made a little bit of noise, but the problem still is there. Now, if you want to get together and get names of certain individuals and work ritualistic magic and conjure up some dead spirits, you can call it voodoo and what you want and start mentally getting into the psyche of some of these motherfuckers. Come talk to me. Because then, we can, then we're talking on a level of approaching it first spiritually, and then we can work with the physical aspect of it as we address it on that level. 
Remember, if you don't address things in its root spiritually, we know what's causing the nature of these motherfuckers to react like this. We know why they're carrying out these behaviors. We need to address these behaviors now and work on it from a level that they can't fucking see us. They always called us spooks, right? They always called us spooks, and, and that's because they can't fucking see us. They know what they're talking about when they say that you're a spook. You know, that's a term that was used heavy in the 70s and the 80s. Look at them. Look at them. They spooks. Because we spook them the fuck out. That's why. Because they fear that black magic power that you have within your DNA and your nature. And they know if you really work with it, if you really study it, you really master it on a real level, not on some fucking Hollywood uh, fictitious garbage, they fear that more than anything. You can, you can play black Muslim all you want. They ain't impressed by that shit. That, that strikes fear in nobody's heart. You can walk around saying I'm Ra Seti Ak, Ankh the Fifth, and all this <laughs> shit, and, and I'm, I'm so heavy and deep on Egypt. That doesn't scare the white man either. Start playing that drum. Start doing those rituals. Watch that when you get that motherfucker's attention real quick. Trust me when I tell you. Trust me when I tell you. But anyway, anyway, let's go back to the uh, online, then we'll flip back to the phones. Uh, sad, sad state of affairs, though. But it's all part of this process. Um, I see some comments here. Hold on, let me scroll up. All right, we addressed that one. Uh, yeah, Cuban six flames detected earlier. Female energy about female lines run shit. Most definitely, as we said earlier, female energy is is, is the most powerful. Um, here's a question. We'll make sure we got this. If, I, if I'm understanding this right, uh, it's a tale 1984. He or she types in, would you all recommend any type of protection rituals for deities to start off working with first if someone wanted to prepare themselves to work? Most definitely. What the hell is that? Nigga, you doing some Darth Vader ritual or something? Oh, no, nigga. (laughs) What the hell is that? I just yelled. No, I just yawn, nigga. That's what I did. Oh, damn. Yeah, that nigga no. did a midget porn Darth Vader no. ritual, nigga. Sound like you had a midget came out of your mouth or something. Anyway, yeah. then, <laughs> then, then the question goes on to say, uh, this is a good question. With a demon deity like Duke Salos in order to line themselves up with victory. Uh, again, I'm sure we can all give you different. We're going to basically answer this all on our own at what we've done. Now, I would say, yeah, most definitely, uh, you know, uh, as far as if you're, if you're, starting any type of protection abilities, protection rituals, uh, specific deities to start off with or working with. It's all going to depend on, I just want to be careful because when we say protection, I don't want us to look at it, and I'm not saying the, uh, the person asking this question is, uh, that can be religious in nature, and I'm going to explain why I'm saying that. I'm not saying that this is, you're coming from this perspective, I'm not speaking to the listeners as a whole. Uh, sometimes when we get with working with some of these deities as far as protection rituals, I just want to make sure we're establishing in the subconscious mind that we haven't convinced ourselves that something is attacking us. Now, if we're looking at protection in the sense of uh, removing obstacles or blockages of energy in our path, uh, that's a different perspective. So first and foremost, I would have to say it depends on the perspective when, we, when we're working protection rituals that the person working the ritual is coming from would be able to help identify in specific what particular deities you'd have to work with. Now, again, I can only speak from my experience. I, I confidently say it in my mind. I know for a fact I don't worry about anything harming me because I know nothing can harm me. I'm not talking about the natural things of life, such as physical ailments and things of that nature. That's not what I'm saying. 
I, I, I don't worry about anybody getting into my psyche, and I, I know there's nobody that can do any damage to me on that level. Um, but if you're talking about rituals of just, you know, protection in the sense of any blockage or negative energy you're trying to remove from your workings, uh, I mean, there's plenty of rituals, plenty of deities or archetype energies you can work with. I tend to, I tend to lean more towards Palo spirits and dark spirits when I'm working with energy like that. Uh, we mentioned Kali. Um, I also like to also work with La Santa Muerte, the Holy Death. And I've been doing a lot of work with that energy for the last several weeks now. And I've, the pact that I've created with that energy is to keep something there to honor it. In return, for engulfing me in that magical mystery of wisdom and knowledge to keep my consciousness open in the sense when something is coming, I'm able to address it. That's the pact I have in that energy I'm working with. So I work with those dark spirits for that. Now, somebody new might want to take more, maybe, maybe subtle energy. Uh, you can work with, uh, you know, if you went to, per se, the Yoruba pantheon, Ogun is a deity that clears the path. There's a phrase or a metaphor that Ogun is a warrior spirit, and he carries that big machete slash knife, and it's a representation of slashing away any negative energy that might be harmful to you. That's a little more subdued energy one can work with. I mean, I'm just giving you throwing three basic ones out there. Um, but that's how I work with it. I don't, I don't work with it in the sense that I need to do a protection ritual because somebody's doing something to me. Because where I'm at personally, I'm bypassed that way of thinking. And again, I'm not saying the person asking that question is coming from that perspective. I'm just trying to cover it from, uh, you know, from all perspectives. Uh, so maybe you brothers can add something to that. Well, when it comes to protection, um, first of all, to protect yourself is as simple as psychic self-defense. you got to increase Correct. your psychic self-defense, increase your, uh, basically, your psychic abilities. One of the ways to do that, you know, of course you can use affirmations. You can create your own little symbols that you feel uh, encompass something that is of a protective nature. Uh, you could always wear a pentacle. You could pair, wear any talismans or amulets if that's what you feel you need. But protection all starts in the mind. And it starts with your, your psychic abilities in your mind. So as long as you create a shield around your mind, nothing can really penetrate subconsciously or unconsciously to affect you um, only if you let it. So protection starts in the mind, and that's where you have to do the most work. Secondly, if you want to protect yourself, let's say, you know, in this external world, like I said, you get amulets, you get symbols, you can create your own symbols, sigils, whatever, to protect yourself. And there's many different ways to do that. You study, look into the art of uh, drawing sigils, sigils, however people want to pronounce it. Uh, look in the art of wearing an amulet or talisman. And whatever you vibe with, whatever you connect with, you utilize that, and then you consecrate it. There's different ways to consecrate uh, an amulet, a talisman, whatever you feel is beneficial for you. Correct. And that's basically some of the ways. I can't really tell you because you have to find your own path. I can only share certain examples, but you have to find what works best with you. There's many different things, but always start everything you do work with Start in the mental first. That's where everything begins at. And then you can bring it into the external or the physical world. That's a good point, uh, especially the part with the 
if you're going to you, uh, say maybe mentally, uh, you know, use an amulet and, you know, the key, like you just said, Ravana, make sure you charge it and consecrate it with your own personal energy. Now, just to give you a little basic examples, because we like to give people magical practices. Um, and, again, you don't have to do it this way. A very basic methods of cleansing or, or sanctifying and charging the element, uh, something, again, I can give, you don't have to do it this way. But what I like to do, for an example, um, I'll take uh, natural sea salt. I'll take water. Um, you can use either frankincense and myrrh, sage. Uh, and what I like to do is I also use my athemi or your dagger or if you, if you have an altar working like that. I, I like to pass it through the elements, the flame, the smoke, the water, and then I like to consecrate it with the urinal. I like to definitely, and earth. I'll even take uh, some natural herb, and you can, you know, sprinkle natural herbs. So you want to cover all four elements because when you charge your amulets with all four elements, earth, wind, air, fire, uh, and the water element, combine all those elements together, and then the last element being you. Um, you. I like to, yes. That's the key, but it's, it, it is all mental because basically mentally you're charging it with your psychic energy, and I tend to like to leave it, which I just, and the one I told you about, Ravonna, and then I just got uh, the onk with the, with the skulls and the, the vampire knives on it. Uh, I left it there for 24 hours at my altar. I'm actually wearing that right now. Something told me to put it on. I usually don't wear anything in the house, but something told me to put that on um, because I did the ritual last night and charged it for 24 hours. So as long as you're charging it, long story short, with your personal, you're stamping it with your own personal energy because that's the true protection. And it is, at the end of the day, it is all mental. It is, it's all psychic, uh, psychic self-defense, it, it, most definitely. So don't get caught up too much in, in uh, that. So uh, Cuban Six Flavors just types in cinnamon. That's another good uh, element. I like to use cinnamon in baths and uh, certain uh, spiritual baths and spiritual ones. You understand? Uh, but it is all mental at the end of the day. Because you're, you're basically, if you're doing any of those rituals, really what's giving it the power is you anyway. So you're, you're again, you're kind of psyching yourself out. It's all mental. So in essence, really, uh, as long as you, you know, convince the mind, that's really the only thing you really need to do anyway. Okay, so hopefully that also, answers that question. Mm -hmm. Also, you know, um, another thing you can do is you can get a rubber man. You can... <laughs> Tie it around your nuts. I'm just joking. <laughs> you're fucking stupid, isn't it? Yeah, you, you fucking need help, brother. That's that's the ritual of the fucking big bald midget and shit. Yeah. I think it's stupid. All right, let's go back to the phones. Let's bring in. We got uh. Uh, Baffolini, you're on the call. Do you have a question or a comment? Baffolini. Baffolini? Baffolini, anybody there? You're on the call. Your phone on mute. Mm -hmm. Going once. Baffolini going once. Baffolini going twice. Baffolini going three times. I will right, we'll try to come back. Maybe we'll try them again in a little bit. Nobody there. Okay. All right, let's go to the next caller in the queue. It just says Southwest Florida. Southwest Florida, you are on the call. Do you have a question or comment, Southwest Florida? Anybody there from Southwest Florida? Okay, going once, Southwest Florida, going twice, going three times. Anybody there from Southwest Florida? All right, nobody there. 
Hang up. Hang up. Uh, we'll go one more call. If not, we'll go back online. We do got some more questions and comments online. Uh, and uh, we get some dialogue tonight, so I appreciate some of the callers uh, sharing and expressing their feelings with us, which is important. Uh, all right, we got a call online from West North Carolina. You're on the call. Do you have a question or a comment, West? Yo, Hello? what up? Hey, yeah. what's going on, brother? Oh, uh, nothing much, man. What's going on? Everything is good, man. Yeah, man. I'm just up here watching uh, the TV, watching mm-hmm. CNN. And, right. Um, yeah, I, I was just noticing as far as that um, I was looking at the situation with the brother, mm-hmm. and I'm noticing, like, they say that they can't find, you know, where, where he went at as far right. as the shooting. And um, I'm just kind of curious if, if this is really all that they're saying that it is because, you know, it's cameras everywhere. So right. I'm wondering, like, how could someone, you know, as far as, commit a crime like this, and then the cameras, you know, it's, it's so easy for them to go back and just look at the camera of course. see of exactly course. where he went, you know what I mean? So I'm just wondering mm-hmm. if maybe this is some type of um, situation where they're creating uh, to basically almost like give cops a license to, you know, be on an alert to right. do anything towards us, you know, because we see that going on right mm-hmm. now already right. with uh, these murders, and that that's what I'm wondering about, man. I mean, I'm not wondering about it, but that's right. what I, I see, you know what I'm saying? No, 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 that's an excellent, that's an excellent point, um, and, and it never is what it seems on the surface. That's that's a given, um, and, and you're uh, actually, they're shooting right now if you turn it on, so they got this dude corner somewhere. They're showing it actually live right now as we're, as we're watching it. You hear them exchanging gunfire with this dude right now. It's actually on CNN. It's live. If you have on CNN, you can, you know, watching it right now. They're actually shooting it. They're showing it live. They're having the shootout now live. It's crazy. Oh, yeah? Okay. Yeah, it's on on CNN right now live. They're showing. They got the dude cornered, and they're shooting. But I definitely agree with you. There's always more to it than than what's on the surface. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. most, Most definitely. Yep. Yeah, man, I, I, I appreciate y'all, uh, you know, what you and the brothers are doing as far as bringing the information, all three of y'all. No, nah, we definitely appreciate it, man. We definitely appreciate you listening, brother. All right. Brother. Oh, do you have any other questions, or did you just wanted to add that comment? Um, Yeah, Um, I can't remember, man, but y'all said some uh, some really good points earlier, you know, um. And I, I noticed what y'all were saying as far as that. I think it was Ravon Anun where he was mentioning about at nighttime you being alone and you seeing, like, spirits in your room, but it could be just spirits that are around you, you know what I mean? Like, far as maybe mm-hmm. spirits that we picked up, you know, just right. about. Not, 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 I'm not trying to be religious either because I, I noticed, no, no, no. I feel where you're coming from when you say, you know, not making it religious. But right. I just noticed sometime at night, when I rest, sometimes I do see, like, you know, these white lights of, like, beings, you know, and um, at at times it did seem kind of disturbing to me. But, right. um, of course, I noticed that fear is, is the, is the uh, that's the energy that we cannot carry with us, especially in the spirit world, because... I mean, it's just not good to have. It actually uh, weakens the body. So 
um, I just thought I was profound on what the brother was saying earlier about being able to see certain uh, energies and spirits at night because I, I've had that experience before. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and you know what, man, what's funny about it is that I notice it happens when I'm listening to, like, brothers like y'all or listening mm-hmm. to, like, other spiritual teachers. It's like my girl should be out here listening to y'all, and then I, I, I go to sleep. I have, you know, I have to be up for work in the morning, so I, I go right. around in the other room and start resting, and then all of a sudden I'm starting to see these other beings in the room, you know, and it's not like like vivid. It's very vague, like where mm-hmm. I, can, I can't really make out the entire image of them, but it's just that sometimes at night, when I'm listening to you, brothers, or I'm listening to other spiritual teachers, I know mm-hmm. that's when it's at the time. Let's bring in uh, Ravana Noon, that comment you had made earlier. You want to elaborate a little bit more on that for the brother, the comment that he was talking about? All right. Um, <clears throat> as far as, like, being in the dark and you might see things? Yeah. That comment? All right. Yeah. Well, what happens is that, remember, in the dark, when you're in the dark, all your fears arise. Some of the major fears people have in the dark is seeing spirits, right? And uh, some of that comes from our family, from religion, but a lot of it comes from movies. So what happens is every fear you have in the dark manifests and rises up. What that, what I mean by that is it comes from your subconscious, unconscious mind towards your conscious mind. At that very moment, because it's dark, shadows movement, anything that you see in the dark can appear to be a spirit or anything else because that's the very thing you're fearing. So everything you fear, for example, um, you're looking at your closet. You left your closet door open, right? But it's in the dark, but there's a shadow coming through because the moonlight's coming through. All of a sudden, your coat that's hanging in the closet becomes a spirit to you. Do you understand what I'm saying? doesn't mean that it's literally a spirit, because sometimes it's not. It's just your imagination bringing to life everything you fear. So the coat all of a sudden looks like something that's trying to attack you or a spirit that's really there, when in reality your mind is creating that universe. That doesn't mean that, that at times you haven't seen spirits, because there is energy constantly around us that we're not consciously aware of that at night. Your conscious mind and your eyes tend to... Um, bypass these the physical appearance of things and sometimes it can see things. But what I'm saying is a lot of times when we see things in the dark, all your fears manifest and all these things come forth and every object in the room can take the shape, form, or fashion of that which you which you normally fear and we can interpret that as spirits. Sometimes you may run into spirits, but they could be your ancestor spirits who are there like your grandma, your granddad, anybody who's passed. And they're trying to communicate with you, but we're so freaked out and scared about everything that we don't necessarily see or hear what's being trying to communicate it because everything else in the room is a goddamn spirit trying to hurt us, attack us, or it's just jumping out of us or whatever the case may be. So when it comes to that, we have to always really, like, figure out what's taking place within our mind before we try to really identify what's taking place in the external physical world What's what's emanating, what's coming forth from my mind, projecting outward so I can really interpret, is it a spirit or is it just my fear? You understand? Because it's a yeah. difference 
between what is really manifesting and what's really there. Many times, unfortunately, it's our fear that's taking objects and making them into spirits or demons or whatever we think is the most scary starts to pop out because there's not one person I've met that ever has said that they weren't afraid of the dark at one point in time in their life or taught to be afraid of the dark or their parents were afraid of the dark or whatever the case may be. So that's just that's just some of the things I was alluding to when I mentioned that. So what I said is in order to get used to that, you have to stand in the dark, in your closet, in the hallway, with all the lights off. More and more each day try to do that without turning on the light. See how long you can last without turning on the light. But before you turn on the light, ask yourself, what the hell am I really afraid of and why do I hear this noise or am I thinking I'm hearing this noise? Address everything that's inside of you when it comes to the fear of the dark. Because if you don't, you're always going to see things and feel things that may not necessarily always be there. And then sometimes there'll be things there, but we're so afraid that we can't make contact. Excellent point. Yeah. Hope that answers your question, brother. Oh, yes, yes. Um, yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, okay. I appreciate uh, all the information, definitely. No problem. We appreciate you listening, brother. Thank you. All right. Uh, that's some good, that good shit there, Ramona. Uh, and, and that's key. I, you know, when you were talking about the uh, Jack thing, that always used to happen to us as kids. How many times as kids when you, uh, you know, <laughs> when you uh, would go to sleep in your dark room, talk about when you were real young, that coat you might have left on the doorknob. Yeah, that, that's what it made me think of. Like you say, uh, you know, sometimes it could be the reflection, <laughs> you know, coming in from the light of outside or the moon or whatever. <laughs> Look like and, a monster and, inside. <laughs> yeah, well, the mind, well, well, images, I mean, it's crazy because perception and images, you know, liken it to when you're driving down the street and you see a mirage. You know what I mean? Like when it's hot, it's a hot day and you're coming from a distance and, you know, we all know a mirage, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> from a distance creates the illusion that it looks like water uh, because of the angle that you're looking at it. You're seeing, you're seeing the effects of the heat, uh, you know, on the, on the pavement, et cetera. So, all that plays a part. It's the same same concept. So it made me think of that. Uh, that has happened to me as a very young child. I remember. Yep. Might have left that that uh, sweatshirt or jacket hanging, or the or the hat on the door, and then you you look like a person standing there wearing a hat. And like you said, that's that that's that uh, you know shadow self manifest. There were those fears that are coming to the surface. Uh, that's that that the subconscious mind was created. So that's 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 an excellent point. So hopefully people were able to absorb that. That's that's good stuff. Yep. Um all right, so let's go back to scale up online. Let's see if we got uh not too much going on online, just basic comments. Somebody was talking about what we were talking about earlier about doing more spiritual things when we gather, like drumming, et cetera. I think that was typed in earlier by who was that? Uh not sure what that was. Somebody had typed it and I lost it. Um, here's a good question. I just, just want to make sure uh, uh, Alchemists had typed this in earlier. And I guess it, I guess it was in reference to the, all the stuff that we were talking about was going on. Um, she had typed in, I feel like I'm going to explode. I'm angry. Needs to get out. Uh, now, this is important because when you do feel like angry or aggressive energy, um, it's building up in you. You do need to act, you, you you do need to vent that anger because <clears throat> I'm saying in a productive way. 
um, because when it does build up, it can it can create a certain level of frustration. Um, I know one thing when I was a very emotional person and, and, you know, still kind of do have a short temper. This might sound a little bit funny, but I used to always have a, a, a boxing bag in my house. And anytime I needed to get that aggressive energy out, I had to, you know, I used to feel like I would have to hit something. I would definitely just put on the gloves and hit that heavy bag just to get that energy out. Um, so I would find a, a avenue to get that out because when it's all bottled in, uh, definitely can create a blockage where you, you you could react and do stupid stuff. So don't don't let the emotion of it control you, but figure out a way how you can get that energy out. But I do definitely think keeping it bottled in is not healthy. You definitely need to express it somehow. Uh, so I just wanted to make sure that was clear. I don't know if you brothers want to add something. When you guys feel like that, I don't know if it's something you do or suggestions you might be able to give when somebody's feeling all that anger and emotion. Uh, what would be maybe a suggestion you can give that person would, how they could deal with that? I would say, you know, um, release it, but um, be wise how be wise how you release the energy, you know, um, and analyze the situation. Is it necessary for this particular emotion? You know, is anger, that why is something you think that transgender when you get mad, brother? I understand now. <laughs> Niggas in the transgender. <laughs> just just no. to report, they have. They, I'm but sorry, no. I didn't mean to cut you off, brother, but they have. This is what I'm saying. As quick as it began, as quick as it's over, uh, they have caught both of those suspects now, they're claiming. And now it's up to four officers dead, 11 shot. So uh, they hit my, there's, there's my point. You know, it's like, you know what I mean? It's like it's like taking a little crumb out of the apple pie, the whole apple pie, you know. You might go, yeah, good, we got it. But really, in the long run, what was really accomplished? Now, you know, nothing. Now these two dudes, probably life in jail. You know those two dudes are going to get their asses fucked up before they even get to the jail. You know that's happening. Well, yeah, they send, they, they're going to send them straight to the box. They go straight oh, they're going to whoop their ass. But before they get there, they get the ass beat. And they let them heal in there. Nobody sees them for a year or two. That's how it goes, B. Of course. That's what I'm saying, man. You got to be you got to be proactive and not reactive. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, go ahead and finish, brother. I just wanted to report that to maybe people that aren't watching it just so they could be up on it. But anyway, go ahead, brother. Yeah, tell us I'm about saying that. that um... brother. Tell us about that transgender healing, brother. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just saying, you know, um, you have to analyze the situation, you know, of what you're angry about. And if you are a person that do need to release your anger, I would say release your anger in a productive way by whoever you are angry at at the moment, express your feelings to them. Correct. Using that anger. So at the same time, you're blowing steam and you're also channeling your emotions and your feelings at the same time. So, you know, pretty much you don't do no stupid shit, you know, that's going to get you, you know, in trouble with the law or something. So, you know, also other another technique is if you're really fucking angry and you just feel like you, you about to shoot up a whole fucking building, <laughs> you know, do some deep diaphragm breathing, Uh you know, breathe in through your nose really deep, 
hold your breath for a couple of seconds then release out your mouth and just keep doing that until you feel that emotion has soothed it out, soothed itself out and and you feel you have a clear mind and then do what you need to do for whatever you're trying to do. But that's my advice. Uh, This is what I normally would do is take a long walk, drink some cool water, you know, calm your ass down because as you're walking, you're thinking, and you'll start realizing how rational your ass is at that moment. And you'll say, (laughs) let me calm my ass down because this is some stupid shit I'm thinking about, and it's really not important. That's what I do. When I used to get and still sometimes find myself getting angry, I'll take a nice long walk, sip on some cool water, and I feel my my, uh, anger just relaxing (laughs) and releasing but calming down. That's exactly what this nigga do. When he get really pissed, this nigga start walking and shit. <laughs> that's that's what works for me. It's either that or I end up fucking some shit up, and I'm not gonna fuck some <laughs> shit up and fuck myself up. So yeah, I like to get I like to get some great Kool Aid and some chicken wings. That's right. <laughs> raise that uh, raise that Naga energy. That Naga energy, the Naga serpent. There you go. <laughs> raise that shit. Well, but anyway, consciousness. Yeah, there you go. Uh, I think it's getting late, man. We're approaching the one o'clock hour, so I didn't realize we're going on almost four hours. Uh, yeah. I think I think we've gone over enough. Uh, I know we weren't able to get to everybody's questions and calls, so if you got in late, uh, try to tune in next week. We, we definitely, uh, you know, we'll we'll address some of the calls we missed. And as you know, it's hard to get to everybody's calls. Uh, becomes a little difficult in the time frame that we have. So good show. Uh, I think we covered a lot of topics. So hopefully this helped you, uh, you know, on your path. Uh, and again, remember, there's no right or wrong way. We like to stress that, you know, when you're doing a lot of this work, there's no right or wrong. You just need to find what's right for you, what works for you, and, and create that system that, that's unique to you because that's the only thing that's going to work. And the only person that knows what's right for you, guess what? Guess who that is? That's you. Not nobody else, not no spiritual guru, not saying you can't get advice, information, and guidance, but at the end of the day, you need to have the final say-so, you know, on your spirituality. So having said that, brothers, let's go ahead and give our, uh, you know, closing comment and contact information, and then we're going to call it a night. Sure. This is Ravana Noon. If you all would like to reach me, you can reach me at Ravana Noon. That's R-A-V-A-N-A-N-U-N at Outlook.com. You could also go on to um, reach me through YouTube or my Google page at Dark Occultist 99. That's Dark Occultist 99. You can reach me there. Facebook is shut down. Fuck Facebook. I don't need it. I'm tired of it, and it's a distraction, so if no longer you can reach me there. It's the only alternative, y'all. Reach me those two ways. If not, well, reach me on the show. Peace. Okay. So we don't have the Awakening Universal Mind page? You shut that one down? Is that what you're saying? No. I think uh, I think Asar still access. No. I'm running, no, I'm running the page right now. Yeah, he's... Okay. He's, running it. He's the administrator. He's the head honcho, the big willy, the big cheese. So You're the HNIC, brother? You're the new HNIC? Yeah. Head nigga in charge, nigga. You already know. No, it's not. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I shut the personal Facebook page down, too. I can't I can't deal with 18 questions from fucking uh, 
Osiris, Allah, Ra, you know, and he wants to know that, you know, how we how we manifested out of cosmic dust and how the pyramids were built. I ain't got time for that shit. So, yeah, I don't fuck with any of that shit. But anyway, go ahead, brother. Brother, sorry, I want you to go ahead to give your, your uh, contact info on your closing, quick closing statement. Brother Sargidi, you can contact me, Sargidi, A-U-S-A-R-G-A-T-D-E at yahoo.com. You can also contact me on Facebook, Asari Gidi. And you can also contact our page, Awakening Universal Minds. And if you have any inquiries or questions, you know, dealing with the show, you can also hit up the Awakening Universal Minds page. Or you can hit up my Facebook, let me know. And also you can contact these brothers based upon their information that they present as well. And he's accepting Please. all midget porn videos and all <laughs> videos. <laughs> Any you know, you, twerkers or transgender twerkers, he is accepting you know, immediately. <laughs> nah, nigga, no, nigga, no, nigga, not me. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I found, <laughs> I found out. Um, Don't incriminate not, yourself. Not, the, Do not incriminate <laughs> yourself. No, I'm not gonna incriminate myself. <laughs> and if you, but, um, if you want, if, if, if you, you want, have, if you have any, you know, uh, big booty conscious twerker videos. Oh yeah, speaking you, of that, you can send them. You can send them to Awakening Universal Minds page. Did y'all get the conscious twerker? Twerk yeah, yeah, yeah. I got that. I got to I, I check that out. <laughs> I got them on. That's funny. Yeah, I got. I was I'm like, what the hell did this nigga just send me? I'm a fan. Yeah, who was that now? Who was that? Her name is Lucifer. That's what she go by. She's an occultist twerker. She must fucking fucking awesome. Yes, I saw it. I love speaking Lucifer, of that. Man. I saw I love it. Remember, remember the song. We coming your way, man. So you got tickets to all the where all the big booty stripper clubs are over there. Right, brother. Oh yeah. Month, Show you where the freak spots are. Freak spots. Yeah, we got finally going. And if you want pictures <laughs> of a star, if you want pictures of a star and a dashiki. With a big ass oh, head wrap on and an arm, <laughs> just email. Ah, nah, you're no, not gonna get that from that's me. Not, that's for you. Anyway, <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. I, I, did you finish? I'm sorry. Did you finish, brother? Yeah, I finished. Go ahead. Okay, cool. All right, uh, this is brother Benici. You can contact me. The email address right here at the radio show. If it's the same email address, you can contact me at is uh, k h n u m nineteen at gmail dot com. K-H-N-U-M-19 at gmail.com. Um, and also, if you are in the Miami area on uh, July 23rd, Saturday, July 23rd, 7.30 p.m., I'll be doing another lecture at Sophia's Garden of my at. Uh, it's free of charge. If anybody wants to come through, feel free. Uh, we'll have a ton of books out there on all the shit that we're talking about on the show. Uh, also, he's going to he, he 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 give niggas a couple, a couple of niggas some free books and shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, don't come with the hookup. Don't be like, yo, can I get the hookup? I don't do the hookup shit. I don't play that bullshit. Because you know? like I say, well, if you get brother, online, brother, see, see, brother, can you, uh, can I get this and I pay yeah. you next time, brother? Yeah, yeah, my uh, conscious uh, check didn't come through. Brother did say, if, if y'all show up to the Sophia's Garden of Matt, or whatever the hell the place is called, he will dress up as a Roman general for you. That's right. <laughs> That's right. And then all females can be the concubine 
<laughs> that's part of the uh, sexual concubine. So we'll we'll compensate for both. Also, don't forget to send all your meditation pictures to Benini's yes. email. Yeah, especially <laughs> my favorite is when you're sitting like in the sand in the beach where the water just comes up just enough on you, and you're in the lotus <laughs> position. That's my favorite one. I love that. One. <laughs> Um, but also another note, uh, when I was in Orlando uh, last weekend with Brother Ravana Noon, um, he actually took me to the uh, spot that we had, uh, well, he had mentioned to me a few months back. It's actually a nice spot. It's a, it's a temple inside that's connected to a botanica. Uh, so I know he was going to follow up with the, with the uh, gentleman there so we could set up uh, a function there. So we're just waiting to, I guess, uh, when you, I know the guy was on vacation. He's coming back. But did he come back yet or... No, he he hasn't come to the store yet. He's back, but he's supposed to be there this weekend. So okay, so yeah, well, once you get that information, as far as a date, then we can put that out there for getting something set up in the Orlando area, and uh, we'll definitely have a. Like I said, I've been doing something monthly here in Miami. That'll be continuing. So now we want to get something functioning in in, in Orlando, and then uh, uh, obviously next would be you, brother Sargidi, and getting something set up there in Tampa, so we can have three different options. Uh, we also want to throw out there if um, if anybody uh, is in different states and they're interested in getting us to come out there and do a class, they can contact us on that. Uh, we definitely would be willing to come to your city if you find a location and set it up, uh, and then you know, you know, take care of the fact of us coming out there. We're not looking to make millions of dollars. That's not why we do it. Uh, we would definitely be more than willing to come do a class. All we would ask is just covering our costs for coming out there. Uh, we're not we're not so much looking. We don't do shit like that. But uh, if you're interested in us coming to somewhere where you're located to do a class or a lecture, just just contact us. We definitely would be willing to do that because we know sometimes not everybody can get to uh, where we're at. Uh, the other thing I also wanted to throw out there, uh, the Order of the Dark Serpent, which is an order that we are, you know, we have now gotten the logo, and we are in the beginning stages of creating it. And I just want to be brief and real quick. This is not a uh, uh, a order where we're looking for quantity and it's not involving money and all that shit. We just want to be clear on that. It's an actual, actual magical working order where you will actually come in, but you're going to actually find out that you're going to be the one that's doing, you know, the stuff yourself. It's not an order where you just join the join. It's an order where you're going to have to produce magical works. I'm not going to get too much into it. Um, it's, it's something we want to kind of keep uh, quantity and not uh, I mean, sorry, quality and not quantity um, because we're not interested in that. And basically what we're going to do is, like, we talk about all these topics on the show. So what we're going to do is uh, break off different branches of, you know, information and magical workings and have uh, it set up where an individual can partake in whatever interests them because there might be some shit you're just not interested in and you don't feel like you have the need or any desire for it, then you just don't fuck with that. But what I mean by that is we'll have, uh, you know, systems set up of if it's mantra magic, candle magic, uh, greater black magic, lesser black magic, chaos magic, different spiritual systems where one would have to go through a process and prove to really go up that ladder, create their own personal magical work. If we're gonna, we'll, we'll, we'll tap into all that later. But we have been working on that. Uh, Brother Sar has actually been putting... Uh, in conjunction with the individuals and, uh, and ourselves, me and Brown and Newman, putting the logo together, which is pretty cool when we're ready to put that out there since it has good meaning to it, uh, strong meaning to it. So we are in the process of that, and that's just our way of contributing 
so down the road, people that actually want to get with us face-to-face and learn how to do some of this stuff, not just the way we're showing them, just to give them an idea, I want to make sure, uh, so they can start doing their own path. Now, some of the ritualistic stuff, which we have, we have started it uh, in this area here in small groups, um, that we're going to be very selective on because there's a lot of private stuff done in those, in those group gatherings and there's a lot of energy that's accessed and I'm going to be honest with you, I'll say this in a spooky way, but not a lot of people are ready for that. So we do do a lot of ritualistic magic as far as, as on a collective. So there'll be that activity too, as well as, as individuals. You going to say something, Brother Romano? No. Okay. So, but again, just to give you a little bit of that, we're, we're in the process of that now. Um, so there's some good things coming down the road, and uh, we'll keep you posted on that. So, again, you can contact here. The email address is khnum19 at gmail.com. Uh, again, you can go to the Awakening Universal Minds Facebook page. Any questions or comments, uh, feel free to go to that page and, and contact people, uh, you know, for, for questions, comments, concerns on the show. Uh, you can also go to my YouTube page, Mother Nubia Inc. Uh, that's on YouTube. And also Mother Nubia Inc. Google Plus page, which has all the shows there archived that we do here. And it connects you right here to the TalkShoe.com page. Uh, and I do not have a face personal Facebook page. I do have a private personal Facebook page, but I don't give that shit to nobody except for just people that I know direct because uh, fuck that. After the shit I went through when I started the regular Facebook page for two months, I found myself here at 12.30, 2 o'clock in the morning, telling Ravonna Nunes the other day, answering <laughs> stupid-ass questions, and I stopped myself one night and said, wait brother, a minute, brother, 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 when are the spaceships coming, brother? Right, right. And it's 1.30 in the morning, and I could be doing some spiritual work or something productive, and I'm in the middle of responding to an inbox, and I'm like, stop, right in the middle of that motherfucker, right then and there, and just shut it down. I said, you know what, man, fuck this. This motherfucker's here asking me some stuff. I asked the one, man, the one that made me shut it down was some, some nigga went to fucking Jerusalem, and he used to be an occultist, and he, he encountered Jesus in Jerusalem and realized <laughs> that, yeah, no, I'm not making this shit up. This is real. And he counted, the, he really made his connection with Jesus in Jerusalem and the Holy Land, and, and he realized then and there that practicing the occult was demonic and evil. So what I took that shit as was, nigga, you, you, you were working that dark path, and you got to a bump in the road that you didn't know how to handle, and it scared your ass right back to Jesus. That's all that shit was. And I didn't want to waste my, I didn't, even, I didn't even want to waste my time and energy fucking with that. But that was my epiphany to shut the motherfucker down. Yeah, people, people, people be surprised the crazy shit that we hear from people. Man, it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, damn. I Sometimes I it makes me want to shut my shit down. I be like, these motherfuckers are crazy. You know, they yeah. hit you up with all yeah. kinds of questions and shit. Like, like yeah. you're supposed to be able to answer every fucking question. Or something. Sure, it's weird. sure. You don't have no life. And then the other niggas I can't deal with are the the, the conscious Egyptian cones. Yeah, see, brother, we, we came from cosmic dust. Shut the fuck up. Take that shit and shove it up your ass. I can't listen to none of that garbage. That shit is all redundant, bullshit, and garbage to me. So, yeah, anyway, having said that, uh, we are not sure what next week's topic will be. We just kind of pulled out the hat. It's not something we really planned. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll come up with something. Um, we, we were thinking about, and I, I, I kind of want to revisit the music thing, the Sith thing. Uh, I'm kind of feeling the music thing. Maybe go back into a little bit of that. We were thinking about just doing a straight up 
breaking the baboon, breaking the baboon energy uh, type of show. Just crack, you know, kind of more of an entertaining comical show. Be more laid back. Um, we had discussed that. We had threw that out there a few weeks ago. We can um, we we'll do see. a show on a SARS midget porn addiction. And yeah. <laughs> next, <laughs> there you go. Next week's show. How to how to do a magical ritual to break brother Saw's addiction to midget porn. <laughs> That's next week's show. So yeah, we're, 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 gonna we're gonna kick it on that level. So I think what you need to do is take four pieces of cornbread and put it in each corner of the room. Okay, put one cornbread in the corner of all four corners of the room, and then draw a pentagram in between the four pieces of cornbread, and then stand on the center of the pentagram. Okay, and then. As you're standing on the center of the pentagram, I want you to say to yourself, I will not be seduced by midget porn. I want you to say it nine <laughs> times, brother. Nine times. And I guarantee you, after you do that, you will not be addicted to midget porn anymore. Let me know how that goes for you, okay? The midgets are going to disappear, brother. <laughs> anyway, appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, we will see you next Thursday, uh, July 15th, 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Oh, and quick, real quick, again, I know I haven't done it in a few weeks. Uh, shout out to all of the international people. We didn't forget about you. I know you guys stream on, uh, you know, you live stream it. You stream it through Facebook, Twitter, et cetera. Uh, so shout out to Portugal, the Philippines, uh, Brazil, Jamaica, Barbados, Trinidad, St. Vincent, England. I know we've had uh, people on here from France uh, periodically, if they're listening tonight. Uh, London. Uh, if I missed any of the international spots. Uh, greatly appreciated, and obviously all throughout the United States, we always appreciate all our people here in the States, Florida, New York, Mississippi, Texas, Chicago, Minnesota, California. We appreciate all of you. Uh, so we'll see you here next week, 9 o'clock. Peace.